If live crowds we were a lacking, welcome to the league, the Seattle Kraken. Hey. Hey, this is, but this is not a hockey podcast. This is not a professional hockey podcast. This is a professional wrestling podcast. This ours. This oh my god. These are the Shoe Brothers. That's who they are, and this is who we are. My name. Is Cameron Osborne? I of course am co-hosted by Mike the Shoot Shepherd. He shoots, he scores. <laughs> he shoots, he scores on the thirty-second uh, official NHL franchise. Uh, Mike, before we get into this, was a huge week for professional wrestling, by the way, because we are back in front of in front of live crowds. We do have money in the bank, um, and of course, Fighter Fest night too. But Mike, we before what? we even get into any of that, uh, the Seattle Kraken, their jerseys are meh. Uh, I like them. Yeah, I like yeah, it's a cool logo. Weird colors. I see. Yeah, I like the colors, but I think the logo could be a bit better. Okay, other way around. Other way around. I want more Kraken. It's just like an S that it's looks like, like a tentacle. Seattle. I want a big ass Kraken with all eight arms shooting out of the water. That'll be the uh, the alternate jersey, I'm sure. And yeah. um, the Seattle Kraken passing on both uh, Vladimir Tarasenko and Carey Price. Any 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 takes on that? They passed on a lot of big names. Yeah, Voracek was in there, JVR, a couple others. It seems like they really want to keep the cap space open and not uh, not just pick all the big names. Which yeah, is like a different take. I mean, it worked for Vegas when they picked some good it, names. So. It, it completely worked <laughs> for Vegas. They made it to the playoffs. Or made, sorry, made it to the Stanley Cup Finals that year. And then uh, yeah. made it to the Western Conference Final, I think, this past year. Or, sorry, yeah, yeah, two years no, ago. Been, but. Uh, They've been on a roll ever since coming into the league, but uh, who the, knows? One of the best teams in the league. Yeah, but, I mean, they got all this cap space. That means they can make some trades, make some moves. Who knows? I'm not necessarily rooting for them. I'm not rooting against them. I'll just, yeah, whatever. They're not in my conference. They exactly. They're Western Conference. <laughs> we don't give a shit about those guys too, too much. Uh, yeah. And that's it. That's all we've got for hockey. That's all we got for puck talk today. <laughs> that's all we yeah. could do. That I mean, is Seattle, all. good market. Washington, Daniel Bryan's from there, so hey. Or should I say Brian Danielson? Let's get into the week then, shall we? Um, <laughs> because we do have a pay per view, but before the pay per view, uh, we, uh, we 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 got to go back in time, um, just two nights before, because it is the inaugural, incredible, first ever, biggest thing that has ever happened in professional wrestling, uh, SmackDown Live. Okay, folks, it's Friday night. It's time for SmackDown Live. It uh, used to be on Tuesday, but then uh, I think it was on Friday before, though. No, no, wait. We used to film it on a Thursday and then release it. It's just SmackDown Live. Yes, with crowds. Well, that's I think that's what makes it. Well, not only does it have the best champion on the show, not only does it have the best commentary team, uh, Pat McAfee on this particular night dressed. Um, uh, he got he was full uh, cowboy thing. Yeah, they were in the state of Texas, and he took full advantage of that. Took full advantage of the full gene uh, setup. We are talking about SmackDown Live, uh, back in front of fans for the very first time. And uh, what better way to kick off a return to professional wrestling than none other than Vincent Kennedy McMahon? Uh, that's right, coming out, uh, coming out of the locker room first. Yeah, he struts out. His hair was looking good, looking bad. He was looking f fine. It's the yeah. same kind of. That's three years. He's just looked old. Yeah, no, he's his hair looks the best it has in twenty years since it got <laughs> shaved at WrestleMania. 
When he shaved it off at WrestleMania, it never quite grew back properly, but it finally looked here. Finally looked right here, but uh, he keeps it short and sweet. He just walks out, says, where the hell have you been? And then takes a little bow and turns around to a big ovation from the crowd. Huge, yeah. We've never heard a bigger, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's always a pop when he walks in the, when he walks in the building. Uh, and there was no chance that he wasn't going to get a huge, uh, <laughs> that he wasn't going to get a huge, uh, response. But speaking of huge responses, well, who's the man who's going to come out right after the founder of the company? Uh, none other than your tribal chief, Roman Reigns, comes out to the most insane pop of cheers and boos, and then the cheers turning back to boos, and yeah, then it really lots of boo. not stopping. But the good kind of booze. This wasn't like the we don't we don't want you to be here. This was like, it hey, was, you're a bad guy. Yeah, and there were so many. You could hear it in the crowd right off the bat. All the people, and I think I would have been in the exact same boat. Totally cheered right off the bat, and then forgot. <laughs> yeah, that we you're like ah oh, like like yeah Roman. Oh shit, boo Roman. <laughs> we also uh, haven't mentioned uh, the new the new set, the new stage. Just gi- pretty much a giant. Very crisp-looking video screen. Oh, yeah, it was just the one screen. No, Nothing's angular. It's just kind of the curved in a little bit. Looks, yeah. looks fun. And huge. Looks cool. Yeah, I with mean, like very a crisp. huge rampway or like, like huge It's not platform. like you can't see the individual LEDs now. It's like 8K. 8, 8K. Wow, what does that even mean? Uh, but, yeah, so um, Roman Reigns. Uh, makes his way down to the ring, flanked by both of the Usos, Paul Heyman, of course, because we're kicking off this episode of SmackDown with a six-man tag, uh, following none other than the Mysterios, Dominic and Ray. I love it when they do that little piggyback thing. They're <laughs> high-fiving. They're all slapping each other all over. Yeah. Uh, it's a great. And the six-man for the tag match is, of course, uh, the Rare Superstar, Edge. Huge pop. Uh, oh, yeah. Everyone loves Edge. Well, not everyone, but. Lots of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, hang on. Let me stop you for one second here. I'm getting a glitch. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we're back? Perfect. <clears throat> uh, anyways, where are we? Um, yeah, so all all six guys down in the ring. We're getting this six-man tag uh, to kick off our big SmackDown back. Yeah. Uh, this could be the last time you ever see Ray and Edge team up in a match. That could be it. That could be it. Weren't they, they were champs together once, weren't they? Yeah, a long time ago on SmackDown. That's fun. Uh, but anyways, the match itself doesn't mean too much. Uh, Jay gets the win with the little roll-up grabbing the tights. And there's a big brawl afterwards. Edge does a cross-face with the chair on Roman once again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is now what? I guess that's our finish kind of four, four-ish weeks in a row. And they, he, the Edge was pumping that up in some other, one of those like pre-taped promos that are all like edgy and... Yeah, you know, pumping up something about the look of terror in a man's eyes. Um, <laughs> yeah, Roman really does sell it in those eyes. They start popping out of his head. They really start popping like that Ripley's Believe It or Not guy. 
yeah, certainly not. Yeah, certainly not the best match in the world. But the crowd was too hot for it yeah, not they were to be great. Everything. Dominic yeah, was looking. This was know, like Dominic's first time in front of a crowd. And he it, looked good. It was. Yeah, and the crowd Doing seemed to uh, crowd seemed to like him too. Yeah, so good for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sami Zayn came out, cut a promo about being excluded from Money in the Bank and the conspiracy that's been targeting him for over a year now. Uh, so he demands that he has handed the Money in the Bank contract, but instead he's interrupted by the Prince Finn Balor, who uh, SmackDown just continues to pick up these NXT guys like nothing. <laughs> yeah, but, just like they're a little fruit that's fallen on the ground. Yeah, but hey, good timing. The crowd popped big. They were doing his entrance pose with him for the first time in a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so basically he just comes in, hits Sammy with the coup de gras, and yeah, that was about it. And that was about it to announce that after uh, Finn's big 20 or 2020 run down yeah. there in NXT, uh, he's back uh, back, back on the blue brand. I think he was, I think he was a SmackDown guy when he was most recently on WWE. Uh, that's that's great. Remember. I think, yeah, I'm, try, I'm, try, I'm, trying, I'm trying to remember, but uh, just for, yeah. the, for the listeners at home, we are not counting this as a brand-to-brand invitational. Uh, no, this is an <laughs> official this? SmackDown signing, I would say. Yeah, and we're not even calling it a call-up. I don't want to call it a call-up. No, yeah, I guess it's a you callback. You signed a new deal. <laughs> yeah, callback. Yeah, new deal. Yeah. Either way, Finn Balor, he'll definitely help any division he's in yeah yeah this um this uh mid card this smackdown mid card yeah uh we had shotzi and Knox once again uh what did they they fought tamina and natalia and they beat them for the second week in a row so yeah at this point you got to give them the title shot might as well just give them the titles yeah i mean <laughs> i think the crowd yeah the crowds yeah they're over with the crowd you know the crowd, work, yeah work yeah, on some them a of little the crowd bit. didn't know who they were yeah but, work on them a little you know, bit until everybody finds that figures out who they are um they adjusted their tank and now fires t-shirts into the crowd so yeah 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 um but yeah it also seems like the name change uh we've we've ditched the last names on both these two ladies <laughs> well tegan lost her first name Oh, I guess yeah so we lost one first one last <laughs> uh, but either way yeah an unnecessary cut but I'll get you. Yeah, like Shotzi Blackheart, do. the whole name works with the gimmick. Yeah. But just yeah. Shotzi with the gimmick, not to say, Shotzi you know, it's, sounds, it's, like, yeah, sounds like it's, a clown. Yeah, it's not as. Shotzi the clown. Yeah, Blackheart, that's, I think, part of the vibe, the tattoos, the hair. You're like, yeah, you're yeah. Shotzi Blackheart. Oh, anyways. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, Vince knows. Vince knows. <laughs> We did have a championship match, though. The SmackDown Women's title, Bianca Belair versus Carmella, which was originally supposed to be against Bailey in an I Quit match. But uh, instead, we just had a pretty pretty standard match. The crowd loved Bianca. Uh, yeah, and Bianca eventually hits Mella in the belly with her big hair whip <laughs> and then hits the KOD to get the win and retain her title. Yeah, uh, Bale's injury, it was tough, mainly because Bianca Belair was on every single Money in the Bank promotional poster. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know <laughs> if you also saw that. But yeah, yeah. certainly um, putting it the night before, um, you know, the le- maybe the lesser of two evils. Yeah, I mean, the Carmella match was never going to be as, as good. So, mm-hmm. I mean, whatever. It was still fine here. The crowd had fun. So, whatever. Of course. 
Uh, then we get another preview, which confirms Tony Storm will appear on next week's SmackDown. So, another big pickup. Yeah, the roster is just looking pretty good now. SmackDown, mm-hmm. just in time for crowds. Uh, Otis and Cesaro had a quick little match. I think uh, Gable jumps in, causes a DQ, and he ends up getting swung around. Otis smashes Cesaro with the Vader bomb, so he's pretty much Vader now. He looks like him. He's doing yeah, all he's these got, stiff. He's moves. got the singlet. He's doing all the big. He's doing all the same maneuvers. Yeah, which I'm not saying is a bad thing. You know, I mean everything's been do- everything's been done before, right? So uh, you know, <laughs> pretty it's, much. It'd be probably super hard to have. I mean, I guess I bet probably. Well, you hit a point where every single body type is kind of represented in professional wrestling's past. And then if you just do the maneuvers of that body type, they're like, look, he's another this. Look, he's another that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, the one and only Baron Corbin comes out and he's just looking disheveled. But the crowd shows him no sympathy. You and I are turning around on Corbin a bit, but this crowd was booing him as much as ever. Uh, (laughs) They were giving him the what chance and. He tells everyone that he started a crowdfund website called the Corbin Fund. And he's looking to try and get $100,000 to get back on his feet. And I went and I typed in this this website link that he gave us. And someone had bought the real site within that couple of minutes. And <laughs> put, they put up the image that was on the Titantron. And then no nothing you could click on. But someone at least made the website work. That's funny. So that was That's funny. fun. Maybe it was WWE yeah. for all we know. Maybe. I mean, just a simple screenshot. But. Kevin Owens comes out, hits him with a stunner, and everyone pops. Yeah, it's um maybe the lo- maybe with Corbin's the long game, right? Like we don't feel sorry for him at all, and then eventually <laughs> things get so bad where it's like shit, man. We actually do feel a little bad for you. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. This crowd, they're not quite there yet. But... Not quite. They'll get there. Ah, uh, but they stuck around, or at least Owens did, because he was in the main event. Fatal 4-Way, Kevin Owens versus Big E versus Seth Rollins versus King Nakamura. Uh, yeah, I guess this was the first live crowd for Rick Boogs. Um, Boogs! Yeah. Although one thing, the when he's playing the guitar now, it interferes a bit with the the crowd chanting along to the song. They'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. But uh, yes, he's entertaining as hell. I think everybody loved him. Yeah, it was fun. I also noticed Rollins had a new entrance theme, but uh, mostly the same, just a little different. Yeah, slightly different, but still with the burn it down, and then like, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we got some weapons, some ladders, tables. Uh, eventually, Big E tries to hit Seth with the big ending, but Rollins gouges him in the eyes, so he drops down to a knee over top of a ladder. Rollins curb stomps him into the ladder, gets the win. And that was the end of the SmackDown. That was the end of the SmackDown. Welcome back, uh, welcome back, fans. Yeah, hot crowd. A, yeah, fresh episode of TV, championship match there. Yeah, I think this was all, all in all like a fantastic show. Yeah, like Can't better complain. than I nice. feel like better than average. If I can remember what uh, you know pre, uh, you know, or early 2020 uh, <laughs> WWE. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Feels like forever ago. 
feels like forever ago. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Let's hop. Let's keep hopping forward then, shall we? Because uh, two days after um, uh, this past uh, the episode of SmackDown, uh, we've got another pay per view. So let's talk about Money in the Bank. Review. Money in the bank. Of course, uh, last year's Money in the Bank, uh, climbing the corporate tower, which was still a great pun. Uh, yeah, and I th- it was uh, the it was pre-tape a fun match. thing was a lot of fun. Bar- uh, Baron, One of Corbin, a kind. Baron Corbin throws like the weights and it hits the mirror. AJ and uh, <laughs> Daniel Bryan breaking into Vince's and, office. You know, it, yeah, it, it that had, was my favorite. Part. It had bits. <laughs> it had bits. It was one of a kind. We'll never forget. Uh, but. Like we said, the crowds are back, and I think we're all happy to see that ladder hanging in the middle of the ring. Ladder, 20 feet la- in the, air. the ladder hanging in the middle. Oh, sorry. of the Sorry, <laughs> the briefcase hanging. Now, in the would middle that of be something? A ladder on a pole match, and then you have to a use <laughs> that ladder to grab the briefcase. Okay, yeah. if you're listening, if you're booking a, sh- if you're booking a, if you're booking a show, I don't know. Think about that. Well, remember in NXT a few weeks ago, they lowered the ladder from the roof, and we were like, "Ooh, oh, that was cool." They did. Yeah, that they was just cool keep too. it up there, and then you have to go up and grab the ladder. <laughs> keep it up there just in case. Or you um, climb the ladder to climb the second ladder, and it's really dangerous. I like that. I like that. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but before we start booking decisions like that, they told us on Friday that on the kickoff show, two Money in the Bank, we will be getting a SmackDown Tag Team Championship match between the Mysterios and the Usos. Yeah, tag titles on the line. So I'm sure you had to tune in for this pre-show. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. No, so you didn't see the. Well, fancy it was no, or... no. It was one of these things that like I started watching the the main show, and then they had said like immediately they're like, "Hey, Jimmy," I, you know, they like, told me the result, and then I'm like, "Uh, <laughs> damn it." <clears throat> well, anyways, yeah, the match was fine. Crowd was popping. Uh, one thing to note is Jay has started. Dying the back of his hair red and shaved off the sides a bit. So, a no perf- excuse to a not A perfect talk. distinguisher from here on out. <laughs> yeah. He looks like Rufio from the, the Ooh, Hook movie. From, from Hook. Hook, starring Dustin Hoffman and the late Robin Williams. Starring Dustin Hoffman. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, anyways, uh, there was some cheating involved. Uh, yeah, what was it? The Usos, yeah. One pins Ray while the other one holds the ropes and, like, holds him down for leverage. So the ref doesn't see it, and they get the three count. They win the tag titles. So the match itself was good. We've already said our piece about Jimmy, but now he's a champ. Uh, S- Seven-time. Seven-time uh, champion for the Usos there. Seven-time. That's yeah, got to be. Uh, between, between all their kind of – between both brands and things like that. Yeah. I'm not sure what the new days at, but those two are going to be the record holder when all said and done. All said and done, one of those two, uh, one of those two groups. Yeah. Anyway, so let's go on to the main card here, because we're kicking off with the women's Money in the Bank ladder match. You got Alexa Bliss, Liv Morgan, Nikki Ash. They're calling her, but I'm just going to call her Ash because it's easier. It's so much easier. Yeah, and I yeah. don't get why. Who's not making this decision? 
Um, but the one, the, the honestly, the best takeaway from kind of the uh, the intros in the beginning of this match was that Jerry Lawler was not on commentary. Uh, and as we know, for the past, like they have to put him on the Rumble for some reason, like for some creepy reason, he's like included it into his contractual agreement that he needs to announce the Women's Rumble. And it was actually it was so nice to not hear him when this match started. <laughs> Hear him thirst. I'll say it. I'll say it. I'm, yeah, I'm talking <laughs> yeah. to you, Jerry Long. No, You're I, a fucking creep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. He's like a 65 year old man creeping on these women. Uh, but, anyways, we also had Natalia, Tamina, Asuka, Naomi, and Zelina Vega. Um, yeah, so lots of parts moving in this match. Alexa Bliss, like we said, we didn't know what she was, but she's full on baby face to this crowd. They, they, were, love tr- her. they were treating her like a baby face. Yeah. Liv Morgan was getting good reactions, too. I was very proud of that. Mm-hmm. Proud of my <laughs> prodigy there. Uh, and Naomi, man. She's always, you know, she doesn't get booked that well all the time. But anytime she comes out, crowds love her. The entrance is great. I hear she always trends on Twitter when she's on a match. Oh, really? So I think she's got a loyal fan base, that, okay. that Naomi. But uh, anyways, fast-paced action. You know, lots of bumps, ladders. Bliss was trying to use her powers. Or at one point, her and Zelina Vega are both climbing up to the top when Bliss hypnotizes Vega and then starts climbing down. So they're both going down the ladder, and then she breaks the spell, quickly runs to the top, uh, but then she gets powerbombed down. So the powers, the crowd, I don't know how they felt. There was a bit of negative reaction when she was doing it. Yeah, I think uh, it was a it was a tad odd, especially uh, and you could see her being booked throughout this entire match. The way that yeah. the cameras would focus on her when there was like she was when she was doing nothing, when there were people around her. Uh, yeah, just standing in the corner. Yeah, she kind of kicked off the match just by standing in the corner when everybody else goes out for a, you know, which is kind of strategy or that. But you can see her being booked. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was a cool move where. Vega was like set up on a ladder across the bottom rope. And then Liv Morgan jumps on Naomi for a Hurricane Rana, but then she gets caught and power bombed onto Vega onto the ladder. Fun little thing. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. Uh, and then everyone piles into the ring. There's a big group of the women brawling when Nikki ascends to the top of the ladder and then hits a big dive off to them onto the floor. And the ladder kind of tips as she jumps. A little scary, but she made it. And the, the crowd, the crowd was huge on this maneuver. They were, they, yeah. they popped huge. I think everybody loves Nikki. Ash. It was there, yeah. She, I mean, she's so likable, and I mean, the kids, I'm sure, love the superhero camera. I'm sure, yeah. Uh, so yeah, she looked good here. Uh, Bliss comes close. She nearly gets the briefcase, but then all seven other women just say, "Fuck this! Let's take out this spider lady." And they beat her down on the floor, and then they just pile a whole bunch of ladders, one after the other. Five ladders on top of her. And uh, so she's out the rest of the match. The The rest of the women, they set up three ladders in the ring, so six of them climb up at once. They're all fingertips away. When Nikki Ash slides in, climbs over top of everyone else, and unhooks the case to win the match. So, damn, she's really on a roll I jumped I I jumped the hell up when she she's climbing over (laughs) I think it was Liv Morgan she climbs over top of to pick it up holy I hopped out of my feet yeah it was a surprise you know I she probably 
Honestly, yeah, that I was like it. the most surprising option, and I think uh, and I think that was great. She runs into the crowd. She's standing on the fucking ladder, and uh, I think the fans definitely felt that too. Yeah, she started to get a little emotional at the end when she was holding the briefcase up, but a well-deserved win. She's put her heart into this, and uh, she's been booked well. Or book strong the last month, so it's kind of been building to this. Yeah, and yeah, you're and you and you saw it. You called you called it like you know two months ago. Like hey, this this win streak <laughs> we're on, um, yeah. was fa- fantastic. Uh, yeah, um, the, the Alexa Bliss stuff, you know, uh, burying her under ladders like she was Braun Strowman. Or Big Show, like you know, I was gonna. Oh, okay, I was gonna, that might have been a bit much. <laughs> that might have been. I a mean, bit much. I liked it because she's so little, and they were just, they were just piling them on her. I'm like, wow, she's out. She's mm-hmm. out. If it was Brian Cage, he'd be like, bro, <laughs> Yeah. Well, honestly, as soon as they buried her in the ladders, I was thinking, oh no, we're gonna get a blackout. She climbs out <laughs> and then is on the top of the ladder. You know, that's actually where I kind of saw that going. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. Afterwards, yeah. Uh, you know, okay. So no, that was it. They squashed the spider and she was gone. Yeah, she's full baby face. Um, and that's all. That's that's all there is to it. Yeah, I could do without the hypnotizing, but everything else I like. I like with Bliss in the ring. Yeah, I could do without the hypnotizing too. <laughs> It's just you know so hard to buy in 2021. And you ha- but she has to do it now. Like yeah, they're in it. I guess so. They're in it, yeah, right? Because at least like the fiend had Bray Wyatt. He had that other guy that was yeah. like you know Bray Wyatt wasn't going to hypnotize you or or you know pop up through the floor and pull you de- pull you <laughs> below the ring. But like that was the fiend's fucking realm. Alexa Bliss yeah. doesn't have like a second. No, she's just crazy all the time. Yeah, because like Alexa Bliss is the person is the person's name slash the character, where you know it sort of seemed like Bray Wyatt was the person's name, and then the Fiend was the uh, the character. They'll sort it out though in the coming weeks. You know, I mean, we really just did get back to live television. So, yeah. um, next match on the card was uh, a tag team match, the Raw Tag Team Championship match. That is, we have AJ Styles and Omos taking on. The Viking Raiders, they earned a number one contendership some time ago and uh, or whatever championship opportunity. And here it is. Here it is. But, uh, you know, they stick them in the heel corner because AJ Styles is the clear star of this match. And I mean, Omos, I think you just want him facing the camera at all times. So and and it, it's funny that, you know, we've kind of, you know, these guys have totally uh, switched or, you know, totally kind of crossed the floor if this were politics. <laughs> really just because AJ Styles and Omos is perfect. It's the little big thing. Yeah. Isn't that? It's just and Shawn Michaels, Diesel. It's fucking uh, <laughs> Daniel Bryan and Kane. It's yeah. the big guy, little guy. And that's always fun. Yeah. They had a lot of fun here. Enzo uh, and Cass. I can keep going. <laughs> AJ Styles. Everyone was chanting for him. Uh, Omos was looking good, though. You know, every every match he pulls out another move or two that we haven't seen yet. So I'm like, ah, yeah, he's good. Like, okay, he's got something. Uh, and they've got this double team move they do now every match where AJ, like, runs off the ropes and jumps into Omos's arm and he yeets him over into the crowd, taking out the guys on the floor. Uh yeah, Omos, at one point, he was just showing his strength. He picks up Ivar for a scoop slam and then later hoists him above his head for a military press. That was a big 
big move from Omos. Big move, and there's a lot. It's a lot of feet. You know, he's you know he's seven foot something. He's got you know those seven arms. Six, you know, those arms yeah. are gonna bring you up there. Yeah, you're gonna be almost eight feet by the time those arms extend. But uh, <laughs> anyways, they hit Viking Raiders. Come back. They hit a Viking experience on AJ. They've got the match won, but luckily Omos from the apron is able to knock Eric into Ivar, breaking up the pin. Uh, and then eventually Omos gets tagged in, hits Eric with the big two-handed choke slam, and that gets the three. They retain the tag titles. Just like that. Just like that, baby faces. It was nice to see um, Omos. I think this was maybe the first time he actually went down for the tag. Usually he just, uh, he's been like foot on chest or kind of on uh, knees with hands on shoulders. But now I think oh, yeah. this was the first time he actually kind of got down there, lifted the leg, pinned a little bit. So, you know, <laughs> he's being tested he's a little bit more every single time. He's walking a little bit further into the lake. Yeah, and I like it. You know, he hasn't really botched anything. He's he's hitting his marks. And, uh, and yeah, for a man he's, his size. he's with the best guy you could ever want to learn how to wrestle from. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Like, if there's, like, one uh, dude kind of, you know, if there's one dude in WWE, a top three maybe, hey, who would you who do you want to teach you how to wrestle? I mean, AJ Styles got to be the top of a lot of lists there. Yeah, On the planet, definitely. dare I say. Yeah, you may. You dare. I dare, uh, and I did. Double dare. Uh, well, let's... That, next match. <laughs> yeah, let's move on to the next match. Next match, because we've got the prestigious, historic WWE Heavyweight Championship on the line here. The almighty Bobby Lashley defending against Kofi Kingston. Uh, you know, this wasn't quite... This was not a Brock Lesnar 10-second squash. Uh, Kofi, gets, Kofi gets a couple moves in early on. But then Lashley just proceeds to beat him down for the next six or seven minutes uh just slamming his head into the ring post pounding on him three straight dominators in a row which is a great looking move you know like that power bomb where he flips you back down on your stomach where he flips you back down yeah he did a bunch yeah. of those yeah those look great uh then he finally mercifully locks in the hurt lock and kofi's out he gets a submission win to retain his title in a dominant one-sided affair that seven minutes and 35 seconds was the length but, Which yeah, was wasn't quite as bad. He's yeah, still yeah, not as bad. I mean, it was still still a statement that uh, Kofi, you're not here. You're not here to win. Which is we no, and I no, I don't know if it's uh, Kofi, you're not here to win. Or... Oh, I mean, you're not here to beat Lashley. I mean. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, um, yeah. It just felt like another excuse, and I feel like it was just poor timing by Kofi this time around. The first time. But, you know, changing over the championship to Brock, we're on that big episode of SmackDown. Like, I kind of get it. I kind of get that one. Um, but then on the other side, yeah, I think this was just poor timing because we're clearly waiting for Bobby Lashley to do something for SummerSlam. Yeah, but it's weird because uh, Xavier Woods pinned him a week ago. Xavier yeah. Woods could beat him, but Kofi couldn't. couldn't didn't even didn't have he beat him with like a roll up or something or something sketchy? Yeah, yeah. I know, but still. I know, I get it. I get what you're saying. Uh, uh, either well, way. Well, yeah, we'll see what happens to to the big boy on SummerSlam. Uh, yeah. But for now, we have another championship match to get to. God, just filled with fucking championship opportunities this evening. This was a um, big night in every match. 
Yeah. Every uh, match every match means something. We have the Raw Women's Champion, Rhea Ripley, taking on uh, my queen, Charlotte Flair. <laughs> Your queen, uh, Raw Women's title match. You know what? You got to give these two full credit here because early on, the first half of this match, the crowd, they were not into it. They weren't fully interested. They just kept chanting, we want Becky over and over. And Charlotte got a little pissed off. She did the suck it crotch chop and then gave him the middle finger and for some reason they tried to cut away and then they cut back and she was still giving and the she finger. was still doing it no that was the i mean okay so mike mike you're i don't think you're 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 painting the scene but let's get a little detailed here before the Please. bell even rings we want becky chance are exploding through dickie's arena yeah, right. They just, want Becky in there. We want Becky. We want Becky. What does Charlotte Flair do? She rem- she thinks, what would my dad do right now? <laughs> Fucking what flip him off. Fucking flip him off. She's doing the suck it. They cut the camera. They bring it back on. She's giving double birds to the <laughs> entire audience. And I think after that reaction, the crowd shifted. It was. I, I, I felt like it was pretty early on. The crowd popped huge when she gave everyone the finger, and then <laughs> yeah. it was kind of like, okay, we'll, we'll shut up now. Eventually, they hit this point, and then this was my match of the night by far. Yeah, once once we got, yeah, we got past that first little crowd, and the second half of the match just picked up super hot. You know, every big near fall, the crowd was reacting. There was no more Becky chance. Charlotte's just tearing apart Ripley's knee, and... Uh, at one point, Rhea does this cool show of strength where she has Charlotte in a wrist lock and then she like flips her around and muscles her up from a 90 degree angle into a vertical suplex. So that was great. Those mm-hmm. big arms, they're not just for show. Well, these, these are these are these are probably the two strongest competitors in the entire division. Like physically, uh, like str- throw Bianca Belair in there. Okay, we'll throw Bianca Belair. Two of <laughs> two of the three strongest yeah. <laughs> people in this division. Yeah, and Charlotte herself certainly one of the most athletic as she hits the big moonsault to the floor as she likes to do. So mm-hmm. nice pop there, and then back in the ring she hits Rhea with a massive natural selection off the top rope, which I don't know if I've ever seen her do that. But Rhea kicks out at two. So this was the point when the crowd was in a frenzy. They get the this is awesome chance. So they, you go they, from they, we want Becky to this is awesome. There were two holy shits in this yeah, match. holy shits. Uh, so what a flip from a mere like 10 minutes earlier when they were not they were not that into it. But uh, the big game changer for Charlotte is when she goes to the floor. She pulls Rhea to the ring post and then traps her leg in between the post and the steel steps. And then she just kicks those steps into Rhea's leg multiple times. Which, if we, as we have established, this is technically legal. She is just using the environment. If she were to pick up those stairs in any way, that would not count. Of course, right? But, if you uh, just happen to fall through the table, yeah, that's not your you fault. No, it was there. Or are you uh, going to DQ Tony Storm just because she touches the thing? <laughs> no. <coughs> Hell no. So anyways, yeah, she fucks up Nia, Rhea's knee real good there. Uh, and then she throws her back in the ring. Locks in the figure eight, and that's all she wrote. Rhea taps out. Charlotte becomes the new 11-time women's champion. And what a fantastic match. A complete turnaround. That's how you win over a crowd with great wrestling. Holy shit. 
that is Mike. Yeah. Not only not only was this their best match between the two of these women that they've been having for over a year now since last year's Mania. Mm-hmm. Like if you know, this should have been the match at Mania, <laughs> yeah, you know, in front of that live crowd. Maybe this was the one where it's like, no, okay, great. This was fantastic. Why is it whenever we need a big match out of Charlotte Flair, she can do it? Like, are we? Are people not seeing? Are you not seeing this, Mike? No, I think most people can see she's a good wrestler. They just don't like her booking or character all the time. You know, and uh, here we're putting the title um, back onto Charlotte Flair. I think maybe, too, also, uh, and the crowd reactions weren't quite giving it to me, Mike. I know we were excited about these crowd reactions for this particular match. Rhea was back and forth. She wasn't, like, Charlotte was was definitely booed. Rhea was kind of cheered for, I don't know, maybe taking the title off of Rhea Ripley, establishing her as a true baby face, and then coming back. Maybe, yeah, maybe, I think that can be a good idea. Maybe that's the, the way chase. to go. Because when you take out Asuka at Mania, that's not necessary. That's not a babyface move, really. Um, you know, so she kind of has been teetering and maybe, yeah, remove her for a little bit. Can yeah, I, she hasn't <laughs> had the chance to make the crowd fall in love with her yet. Exactly. Yeah, she was more just kind of thrown in front of everybody. So, yeah, but um, this match could go a long way because I think they're going to be remembering this one for the rest of the year. Yeah, this uh, this could mean yeah this this has match of the year written all over it. Uh, I'd give it at least four stars. Oh, four and a half minimum. I mean, I would not be surprised if it's a five. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Knowing Meltzer, I would, but yeah, yeah, but yeah, this this was different. The the crowd played a huge part of this match, and I think yeah, certainly that winning over the crowd. Within the span yeah, of that the match, that's a uh, kind of one of those beyond wrestling kind of things, or maybe just kind of part of it, part of the encompassing thing, right? Can you win the crowd back, and can you have a great match doing it? Uh, this had a, this had this had this checked all the boxes for me personally. Yeah, and uh, Charlotte Flair. So there you go. Let's get <laughs> to our next match on the evening, um, because every match on this card has some kind of implication. Of course, we are talking about this, uh, the men's Money in the Bank ladder match. So here's what we got. We got Drew McIntyre, John Morrison, Mr. Drip Drip, Kevin Owens, Ricochet, Riddle, formerly known as Matt Riddle, Seth Rollins, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Biggie King Nakamura. Oh, King Nakamura. That is right. They kind of have, uh, they've, they've totally switched that over now. Um, yeah. I think Rick Boogs does does give us an intro. Uh, yeah, he was doing a little, or he was doing a little thing uh, with Matt Riddle backstage when oh, um, yeah, they, <clears> they when they, Randy Orton's song. They're, they're playing Randy Orton's music. They're singing it, and you the crowd is also singing it. You can hear them in the background yeah. too. I hear voices calling. Yeah, everyone's <laughs> just yeah. I hear voices. <laughs> and then Owens walks by, and he's like, "What the? He's fuck like, what the fuck's going on?" And then Kevin Owens is the first one to come out. Everybody, everybody here gets a great reaction. Um, and you know, well, I will say McIntyre got a little bit of a mixed reaction. Some oh yeah, noticeable booze there. Okay, I might, I might, I might have missed that. Not full on, but I think there's a couple people that are kind of giving him the Roman Reigns over pushed treatment. Right. Even though he hasn't won the title in four months. But anyways, uh, and also one kind of surprising thing, John Morrison. He was one of the most over guys in this match. Just Johnny drip drip chants all over the place. Yeah, it's a, I think it's a fun thing to say. People like saying yeah. fun things. <laughs> um, the drip I, w- stick. I, I was watching the uh, the uh, the conclusion of the NBA Finals occurred the other day, and you know after the game they're doing the uh, the post interviews with 
you know, Giannis, the captain, this guy, that. And there's like this, like, he's like the seventh best guy on the team. No, eighth best guy on the team. Name's Bobby Portis. And people just <laughs> like him because, or like, he's a, fa- I mean, okay, he's the eighth best on the team. So take it there. But like, he'll come in, he, he's very energetic, very emotional. And then the crowd gets to chant, Bobby, Bobby. Like, there's, <laughs> they gave him an interview. There's no reason the eighth best guy on the team should get an interview on national television. The crowd just likes saying it. Yeah. Who's the, who's the guy that takes forever to do his free throws? That's Giannis. Oh, that's when, when yeah. they but oh. when they when they were <laughs> counting, counting along. they were counting yeah. uh, the seconds. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah. Because yeah. isn't there like a ten second limit? And he yeah, it's a, it's a ten second time. limit from when you get the ball, from when the ref passes you the ball back. But they like never call him for it. No, they don't call him for it. It's, it's supposed to be a delay. Uh, it's, it was a whole thing. I think it ended yeah. up being. I, know, I saw the controversy, and I saw it is funny just watching. And they're like twelve, yeah, 13, they get to 14. Yeah, then maybe he shoots on yeah thirteen or fourteen or something. But yeah. uh, you know, whatever. We're getting in the mix. Um, <laughs> Anyways, yeah, back to the action here. Like we said, Johnny Drip Trip, he was doing his fun stuff, and Ricochet, as expected, he was one of the stars. Just high flying, diving, jumping to the floor, off the ladders. Uh, you know, lots of bumps, lots of slams onto those ladders. Uh, Morrison and Rollins, they had a nice little alliance going for a long time. And, uh, they pick up Owens, double suplex him onto the side of the ladder. Because it always seems to be Owens taking those, those crazy taking those ladder bumps. Taking those ladder to the spine. Yeah, just straight on, metal on spine. Uh, Riddle, he was doing his Orton, just hitting a bunch of RKO's out of nowhere. Uh, Drew McIntyre goes on a roll, hits the big Topeacon hero to the floor. Claymore, Seth, he's all alone in the ring, climbing up the ladder. When Veer and Shanky come out, followed by Jinder, uh, they got a chair and they just beat the shit out of Drew. Beat him all the way to the back. And we don't see from Drew again, so... Uh, Riddle climbs up the ladder, and then Ricochet is able to tightrope, uh, walk from one end to the other, springboards off the rope onto the ladder, knocks Riddle down. Uh, so Riddle then decides to tip the ladder over, and as the ladder's falling, Ricochet lands on the top rope, springboards off into a big flip onto the crowd, onto the floor. A big Big flip? That might have been the biggest flip. Uh, I've ever seen off the top rope, or maybe the camera was just in that perfect position to capture it all. He jumped. Perfect landing, like midair, falling off the ladder. He jumped through the roof. Yeah. Holy shit, the crowd was chanting. So, yeah. We expected it from Ricochet, and he more than delivered. Uh, And then, yeah, they're back in the ring. Everyone's taking their turns. They're climbing up the ladder. They're getting knocked back down. Uh, Owens climbs up, but then Rollins picks him up in a powerbomb position. And power bombs him over the top rope, crashing through a ladder that was set up to the floor. So once again, Owen's just killing himself. He's like the biggest, one of the biggest guys here, and he's taking the biggest bumps. He knows how to take a bump. <laughs> yeah, he's got some good padding on him. So yeah, maybe that's it. Uh, so he's out. He's dead. Seth is all alone. Climbs the ladder. He nearly got the briefcase, but then Big E comes in from behind. Picks him up and then hits a massive big ending off the top of the ladder. So now he's all alone. Big E climbs up, unhooks the case to win the match. Huge ovation from the crowd. 
And I think a very well-deserved moment for Biggie. The crowd wanted it. Action-packed. It was a wild one, you know, with Jinder and Co. McIntyre being taken out. Uh, the ricochet thing. Yeah, there was bumps, bumps, bumps. It was a great. And pro the that's like a 10-foot big, big ending. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of... That's a lot of beef. A lot of beef. <laughs> a lot of beef coming straight down. Uh, we, uh, yeah, it was another great match um, with a, uh, a fantastic result. You know, another, yeah. and I mean, you know, unfortunately last year didn't go the way it it should should have gone. But you know, it's another putting the uh, putting the briefcase on somebody, and we did it in both cases this evening. Who like could use it? Not just yeah. a former champion, not just somebody who's in the title scene already. You know, a la you know, I mean Brock Lesnar, a la Braun Strowman the year before. Give it mm -hmm. to a mid Carter who we you can build up from here. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And uh, his first ever Money in the Bank match, he gets the big win. So there you go. Congratulations. Nice emotional victory for him. Congratulations, Big E. Congrats. But we got one final match on the evening. The main event, Roman Reigns defends his universal title against Edge. And, uh, yeah, Roman Reigns getting big booze here. So they're getting the desired reaction. Lots of cheers for Edge as well. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, early uh, early on, this match started out a little slow. A little slow. Lots of holds, chokes. Uh, you know, they're not really known for the submission work, these guys. But anyways, uh, yeah, I think I even heard some CM Punk chants at one point <laughs> during the middle. But they picked up. They picked up. Uh, they fight to the floor. Reigns goes for a spear. Edge avoids him, and Reigns explodes the barricade. And then he stands up and Edge spears him through the other barricade. And then they get back in the ring. Reigns hits a Superman punch, but then Edge falls backwards onto the ref, which injures him. So he's taken out. Uh, Reigns takes advantage. He goes over to the chair and breaks off that little piece that they've all been using. <laughs> he's looking to, looking to use it on Edge, but Edge counters, puts that piece in Roman's mouth and does the cross face like he's been loving to do. But that's when the Usos come out. They go to slide in the ring, but they get stopped by the Mysterios. So they brawl to the back. Edge still has Reigns trapped. But then that damn Seth Rollins shows up. And he just super kicks Edge in the head and walks away. So Reigns goes for a spear. But then Edge beats him to the draw. Hits his own spear. He covers Roman. And then a new ref finally comes running out. But uh, that extra time gave Reigns just a little bit to recover. So he kicks out at the last second. Edge looks to hit another spear, uh, but then Rollins jumps back up to distract him. And then Reigns finally hits his spear, gets the pin, gets get the win, and retain his title. Retain and still. And still. Yeah, Roman Reigns with another. And Edge, really. Just seeing you know, all these Edge matches since he's come back. You know, even the great. Well, I mean, he certainly had the greatest wrestling match ever. Um, <laughs> yeah. Maybe a little long. Yeah, a little long. The beginning of the match dragged a bit for me. Uh, and following, I mean, you just followed the two best matches on the card for, with the women's title. And the <laughs> yeah, men's money the I bank, mean, so. certainly, you know, this was the main event. You are you are uh, Roman Reigns. You are the main event. He is the main event, but uh, we weren't quite done there. As uh, after the match is over, Seth Rollins continues to beat down on Edge. And then he gets in Reigns' face, says, I'm the next one, or whatever. He wants the belt. <laughs> <laughs> Ed, 
But then Edge recovers. He fights with Seth. They fight off to the back. Then Reigns picks up a microphone. Says, now the whole world can acknowledge me. And then John Cena. His music hits to one of the loudest pops I've heard in the past decade. This crowd exploded when that music hit. Um, they weren't even singing John Cena sucks. They were just that, so happy to that see That was there. honestly the most surprising part to me is that nobody said John Cena sucks. I was like, wow, yeah. that's how excited they are <laughs> to see this guy. I don't even know. I don't think I would be even chanting yeah, John Cena sucks. I would just be like, holy shit. I'm like, ah! <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. I think he's at the point now where he's established. You know, he's he's a legend coming back. He's a Hollywood star. I think there's a newfound respect. Uh, so, yeah, he just gets in the ring, starts running the ropes. Crowd goes wild. He doesn't even see a word. He just walks up to Roman, does the you can't see me, poses for the crowd as we go off the air. Wow. And what an incredible way to end uh, that big show. I mean, if it was two matches ago, yeah, you we, we, people there were hoping for Becky Lynch to come back. Uh, and then WWE with the swerve. So yeah. it's not, it's not I mean, going to hey. be Becky. It's going to be uh, John John. Big surprise. It was one of those, you know, I hadn't really heard any rumors about Cena or anything. So it was a nice surprise. All the rumors were about Becky all weekend long. And and it wasn't even her. Wait a, I like that. No. They swerved us. I like it. Yeah, it was a great. Big, big pop. Uh, we'll hear more from Cena because he's back. <sighs> John Cena's and, back. Uh, overall. Baby. Yeah, overall, I'd say a pretty great pay-per-view. Every match was fun in its own right. <clears throat> this was... was certainly probably the best pay-per-view we've had, even maybe of the Thunderdome era. It's hard to pick out one of those shows that really stands yeah, above yeah. No, and I'd beyond, you know, sort of everything. Yeah, no, I think so. So, uh, successful Money in the Bank. Successful Money in the Bank. That is correct. Oh, God, so much show. Uh, to go on, what an incredible pay-per-view. Uh, should we just keep moving on in the show? Yeah, let's just move right on to the next <laughs> night. Well, I was going to say before we get, because I mean, oh, that would be yes. the... Uh, we are going to get into Monday Night Raw, because of course that is like the next uh, step in our professional wrestling week before we go there. Um, it's actually the start of the professional wrestling week, for us at least, because uh, we need to crown a brand new Tweet of the Week champion. It's the Tweet of the Week. It's the tweet of the week. Indeed. Uh, Iron Sheik coming hot off of uh, you know his <laughs> second his second championship. Uh, we have somebody else celebrating their second championship. Also, um, when this week's the champion Bailey, of course Bailey was hurt last week. <clears throat> She's gonna be out for like nine months or something, which really blows. Mm. Um, but you know, one thing about returning to live uh, crowds, you know, you return to the reactions, you return to the, uh, you know, the people with their hands on their head when something incredible happens, you, re you return <laughs> to the chants, but you also return to the signs, people bringing large Bristol boards with, uh, you know, with words written on them, expressing yep. their either love or hatred towards a particular superstar, where uh, this past week um a fan on twitter spotted a uh a sign sent it to bailey um and uh it was this was from the smackdown uh taping so our very very first return where a fan had a sign that said get well soon bailey you little idiot 
and then Bailey, of course, she did see uh, this answer, and she said, um, "I'm screaming in pain, icing my knee, and somehow still getting called an idiot." <laughs> we miss you, Bailey. I love it. We miss you. Great. We miss you. Good sign. Good sign, Mister Fan. Good sign. Love to see some more of them soon. Uh, but yeah. yeah, Mike. So let's get into the week then, because like you said, our Monday, uh, wow, our money in the bank is in the rearview mirror, and it's time to get some more pressing matters. And if there's one show that needs an injection of life, uh, it is Monday Night Raw. Let's get raw. <laughs> A, That's right. A very silent crowd. Be, Raw began with a very silent crowd. Uh, the, calm well, bef- the calm before the storm. Yeah, because we kick off the way the pay-per-view ended with Mr. John Cena coming out to uh, another big roar from the crowd. Lots of cheers. No John Cena sucks. Uh, but yeah, he's fired up. He cuts a promo. He's missed all of us. He's glad to be back. And he talks about Roman Reigns, and he cuts to the chase. He wants him and that universal title at SummerSlam uh, for that record-breaking 17th World Championship time. Uh, so, I mean, that sounds like your main event right there. That's got to be the. Uh, that's got to be the main event. <laughs> uh, but then he goes on, and he actually gets a couple of what chants early on from this crowd. But then he calls Roman Reigns an asshole. Who says uh, he's not as over as he thinks he is. And as he wraps up, Riddle comes out to the ring. And him and Cena just kind of say bro a bunch of times. It's like a dude, where's my car skit? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they just say bro, bro. And then they shake hands. So all love between those two. Uh, but Riddle's sticking around because he's got a six-man tag match coming right up. Where him and the Viking Raiders take on Johnny Drip Drip, AJ Styles, and Omos. And, uh, yeah, Morrison's got his new branding now, his T-shirt, America's Moist Wanted. Ew. Which, I mean, yeah, that's, I don't know. We're, we're, we're drawing a fine line here between what's acceptable. Sounds, it just, that just sounds creepy. <laughs> moist Wanted, yeah. Okay, I don't know. okay. Something a little weird. The drip trip's one thing. <laughs> I don't know. Do you think eventually he's going to change his name to Johnny Drip? Johnny Drip Drip? He'll come out as that. I mean, he's had a few. He's had a few. uh, John Morrison has had a few names in his career across uh, various promotions. So hey, what's but but keeping the John, (laughs) keeping the John. That's been the yeah Johnny Drip Drip. Who knows? They were chanting Johnny Drip Drip. Well, actually, I'm gonna say because whenever we don't want them to change somebody's name, they change somebody's name, and then whenever we do (laughs) want them to change somebody's name, they don't. So I'm gonna say they don't. (laughs) Okay. Well, he's over like Rover. Uh, everyone piles up on the floor. They do the old AJ getting thrown by Omos spot once again. But this time he got some good spin on him. It was like a boomerang. But uh, anyways, later on, Ivar, he climbs the rope, goes for a fucking moonsault. But Morrison gets out of the way. and You know, these guys worked hard for a meaningless six-man tag. But... Yeah. Uh, Riddle pulls off the clever move, runs over to Miz, who's in his wheelchair, steals one of the drip sticks, sprays Omos from behind, and then quickly tosses it back to Miz. So as Omos slowly turns around, he thinks Miz is the one who sprayed him. 
So he chases after him, and AJ goes after the both of them. So Morrison's all by himself, gets hit with the Viking experience, and uh, baby faces get the win. I guess the baby faces, right? But I, mean, I thought yeah, AJ and Omos were the baby faces. Yeah, just one of those, just one it's of those, just one of those six man tag matches that you, WWE does very well, right? Everybody gets a spot. Most people yeah. shine, and then we kind, you know, and then there's a winner. <laughs> and then there's a winner, and then we move on. <laughs> then we move on. Uh, because Elias is out in the ring, and he's still over with the crowd. They were chanting his "Walk with Elias" stuff, but. Uh, then he gets interrupted by Jackson Riker, and this is where I thought I definitely heard some fake crowd noise because they piped in a couple cheers there. When I don't think the crowd was cheering. Okay, I don't think I noticed. It was a soft cheer. It was like a, like a yeah. <sighs> it sounded like canned audio. Yeah, the the vacuum. The <sighs> okay, okay. But uh, anyways, he comes out because we have our yearly traditional symphony of destruction match. They just got a warehouse of old instruments. Somewhere. And I and this is this is like Elias's coffin match. But if yeah. you lost, <laughs> if Undertaker lost you, all of the coffin yeah. matches, pretty much. So uh, yeah, Elias versus Riker. You know the deal. We got instruments scattered all throughout the ring, uh, or the outside of the ring. Falls count anywhere. So we get keyboards, drum sets smashed around. Uh, Elias gets thrown into the gong. Makes a little uh, Riker smashes a guitar over him. Elias gets slammed onto a grand piano. And then he fights back. He hits Riker with the double bass, which Corey Graves calls a cello. But that was not a cello. Dumbass right? Corey Graves and your rock and your <laughs> punk music. Yeah. So uh, Elias gets cut open at some point. Uh, his forehead was bleeding, but... Uh, Riker hits him with a superplex off the top rope through two tables onto the floor. So that was a big bump. And then he just covers him right there. Gets the win. But no one cares because it's Jackson Riker. Yeah, I guess the one too. Yeah, the crowd seemed to prefer Elias over Riker on this one. Um, and Elias, I mean, is, is but Elias is do or Rick Boogs is doing Elias's thing. But we yeah, should we should return. Well, I mean, kind of different, you know, because one's like playing guitar on like the ramp, but then like walk with Elias was a big thing. Yeah, the crowd chanted it here at the intro. You know, so let's get Elias back in the middle of the ring. Let's get him talking shit. Let's get him doing the walk with Elias thing, because like that is over. He is over. Yeah, let's get do it. Uh, yeah, let's just separate him from Riker. Yeah. I like that. Please. But yeah, this seemed like uh, the final, hopefully this is the final chapter of whatever they've got. <laughs> hopefully. But then Charlotte Flair comes out for her championship coronation. You know, just cutting her heel promo. She's an 11 times champ. Insults Rhea Ripley. But this crowd, once again, just starts chanting for Becky. And I think Charlotte says something like, Becky's at home breastfeeding. But... Mm. I don't know. Do you breastfeed seven, eight months into a... I think by that point, you're done breastfeeding. I honestly don't know enough. I just know that, like, six <laughs> is too long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, they're chanting for Becky, but Rhea Ripley's the one that comes out. Still gets a good reaction. Uh, she wants a shot to win back her title tonight. But Charlotte says, nah. But uh, then the the Sonya Deville and Adam Pierce come out, and they're like, well, Charlotte... 
during your promo, you said you could beat Rhea Ripley anytime. So uh, let's make this official. This match is happening tonight. And then Charlotte takes advantage, does a little cheap shot on Ripley on her injured leg and walks away. Just like that. Just like that. The, yeah. yeah, the the injured leg. Um, uh, yeah, which is another one. So, yeah, I guess we're going to get that match later on in the evening. Um, Mike, I got to say, though, professional wrestling uh, titles, you know, I mean, if you're something like the 24-7 title, you're always on the line. Right, you mm-hmm. always gotta have look over your shoulder. Um, uh, if you uh, if you have a money in the bank briefcase, you always gotta be looking over your shoulder, right? Or you know, if you if you're kind of in line for that. And Mike, if you're the Tweety League champion, you gotta be looking over your shoulder because <laughs> stripping the Tweety League champion straight from Bailey on this episode of Monday Night Raw was none other than Becky Lynch. That's right. She's sitting at home. She's watching Monday Night Raw. And uh, shortly after this promo, she tweets out to the world, breastfeeding at home and still the most over woman in the division. (laughs) Gotta love it. Gotta Gotta love it. it. (laughs) Gotta love it, Becky. Um, Becky Lynch, you are, uh, that's your first ever, actually, Tweety League Championship. Yeah, she's uh, not nearly as active as her. Her husband on those hey, yeah well you know between the two of them uh, there are six times between the two of them <laughs> hey there you go but i mean this uh these becky chants are not going to go away until she comes back so hopefully that return is i don't know maybe in time for SummerSlam. they've already got a lot of big matches i've seen as returning but. yeah i wonder i wonder if it's just sort of like no well we're gonna hold on for a long time <laughs> or, I I, or or do we think I, I wonder when you hear on friday do we think the chance will occur on friday do you think the uh, SmackDown crowd will also be like, yeah, Becky Lynch, you know, or we want Becky or whatever? It's hard to say because they might have like, it might have been a double. Like they want Becky and they're also doing it because they don't like Charlotte. Yeah, it could Maybe. be a bit of the two. We'll see on SmackDown what happens when Bianca Belair addresses the uh, the world. Do you think, where yeah. do you think Becky I mean, would Sasha come back? Sasha Banks is still lurking in the shadow. Yeah, where do you think Becky would come back? I mean, well. I think she left on Raw. So it's yeah, just kind I think of Raw's her brand. So we just kind of assume uh, that's where she'll be back. Yeah, but it's hard to say because some things happen later. But we'll get there. We got uh, a woman's tag match in the meantime. Natalia and Tamina taking on Shayna and Naya, which yeah, I thought I was done with this. But um, and all night they had a couple of these matches. They're not for the titles, but they called them championship contender matches, where basically if you beat the champs, you get a title shot. Yeah, so makes sense. And uh, Naya's hair was looking different. Big old curly do here. I'm guessing it was her natural look. Just didn't straighten her hair. Yeah, that could be. Yeah, that could be it. A yeah, new look or whatever. Yeah, reminded me of uh, Foxy Cleopatra when she went Foxy scuba diving. Cleopatra. Her hair was all poofed out. <laughs> uh, anyways, you know the match itself. Nothing special here. Reggie's trying to get involved, but ends up fucking those over his own team. Shayna gets super kicked by Tamina. And they lose. So afterwards, Shayna's had enough. This is the breaking point. Tells Naya we were unstoppable before Reggie came along. But Naya hugs Reggie. He's like, no. But then she nails him with a big headbutt and walks off with Shayna. So it looks like they finally ditched Mr. Reginald. Uh, but as he comes to, the 24-7 champ Tazawa runs out, followed by what's left of the gaggle. Uh... They all fall down. Tozawa gets in the ring and laughs. And then the crowd starts a little chant for Reggie. And uh, it fires him up. He hits a big corkscrew crossbody and then a 450 senton onto Tozawa. Pins him. Wins a title. 
And then he uses his Cirque du Soleil skills to kind of flip all around and escape with the belt. So this is a new life for Reggie. Well, I think it's new life for the gaggle. We're running out uh, yeah. of, of people in the gaggle. Um, but keeping Shayna and Nia together, that's kind of a meh for me. Because if yeah, they're I'm together, for... that means they're still in the title picture. <laughs> yeah, I think Shayna, you know, definitely needs to go on her own solo thing. Naya, most of us don't really care what she does. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, we get a quick little teaser telling us that Karrion Cross is making his Raw debut tonight. Interesting. Just N- like NXT that. champion Karrion Cross. Yeah, who could he be against? We'll see. Uh, but then Umberto Carrillo takes on Sheamus with his new uh, Fight Night branding. I don't know. Is that his branding? Because Samoa Joe had a Fight Night shirt on. I couldn't. I couldn't tell you. No, I couldn't tell you who that belongs. Uh, that belongs. This to. is like a crossover. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it must be somebody Anyways. in WWE. Yeah, uh, this is another one of those championship contender matches. So if Umberto wins, he gets a shot. Uh, he puts up a good fight. But uh, Sheamus hits him with the brogue kick, gets the win. So, sorry. Yep. Yeah, there we go. That U.S. title needs to uh, needs to be on television a little bit more. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, not having the best reign so far. But so far, no. I guess the broken nose fucked it up a bit. Probably. Uh, but Bobby Lashley comes out for an open challenge. And him and MVP cut a quick promo, just putting Bobby over. He's the dominant champ. He's beating everyone. But then the challenge is answered by the returning Keith Lee, who comes out to a nice reaction in his home state of Texas here. Uh, yeah, I mean, we still don't really know what exactly kept them out for so long. but Yeah, the, the, crowd, the crowd was excited to see him, though. Yeah, hopefully this is a long-term return. Uh, but this open challenge was not for the title. This was our third championship contender match, as they've been saying all night. So mm-hmm. if Lee wins, he gets a title shot. Uh, match was pretty good. Uh, the crowd was loving Lee. We've missed him dearly, but they're not ready to let him beat Bobby Lashley as Bobby just takes over, hits a spear, gets a three count. So, unfortunately, Keith Lee loses. Uh, but before he can even sweep himself off as uh, Bobby Lashley celebrates, Goldberg comes running down to the ring, or I guess strolling down to the ring, just gets in Lashley's face and says, I'm next! As the crowd chants Goldberg. Yeah, Goldberg's back, baby. Uh... (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we don't care that much, but the crowd pops for it. So, you know, people like going Goldberg. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, people like going Goldberg. But this, uh, this WWE championship, the most prestigious championship in the entire company, is not being booked like it. At least I don't think it is. Uh... No, this is, uh, I mean, this is obviously going to be, I mean, Cena versus Reigns, that's the main event. Yeah. Yeah. So this will just be like a mid card. This will be like a, this could be in this five, six minute match in the middle of the card that we forget about pretty quickly. Well, of course, because Bobby Lashley doesn't work long matches and Goldberg works shorter matches. So did you remember that uh, Drew McIntyre defended his title against Goldberg earlier this year? Yeah. Did you, did did you know that, did you know that that (laughs) happened? After Drew McIntyre beat Keith Lee and Goldberg interrupted? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I uh, kid you not. Keith Lee has been fucked over by Bill Goldberg uh, (laughs) on two separate occasions now. 
Um, um, yeah, but I mean, this is going to happen, right? Goldberg gets two ma- one, maybe two matches a year, depending on if we go to Saudi, and then that is uh, that is it, right? You know, he's not going to win it. Hell no, he better not. Um, yeah, that's it though. I guess they want the big legend for SummerSlam because people will still make sense. They want a big SummerSlam. They're putting all their eggs in this basket, and I guess uh, Brock Lesnar wasn't available. Yeah. <laughs> or his demands were too high. That's my guess these days. One or the other. I bet he asks uh, for way too much. Yeah. So Jinder comes out with Shanky and Veer to cut a promo on Drew McIntyre. But Drew ends up sneaking up from behind with a chair, beats the shit out of them. And, uh, well, he especially gets, I think it was Shanky, is just multiple. The crowd was just 10, 11, 12, beating him with his chair shots, breaks the chair over him. Uh, and they showed pictures after this was some it was just purple and bruised all over his fucking back. Jesus. Uh but uh yeah, Drew, Ginger. I guess that's a SummerSlam match as well. Yeah, maybe in some kind of uh you know, last man standing, no holds. Punjabi bar. prison match? Punjabi prison match. Bring back the Punjabi prison. Maybe, you know, that would keep Veer and Shanky away. Yeah, yeah. Um uh, And that but, one's fun. Really that's don't. a fun match. I mean, it's fun, but I still, Jinder, I just don't care much about him. Yeah. I don't care about your motorcycle being broken. Good Canadian kid, though. Good Canadian kid. <laughs> not every Canadian's good. Ah, not every uh, Canadian's a good Canadian Unless kid. they play for the Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> uh, but we promised you earlier, we get the Raw debut of NXT champion Karrion Cross, who is by himself, no Scarlet, which not a good, not a good call. I think they need each other. They enhance each other. Um, certainly enhance each other. Uh, one thing, maybe what held them back were how do we pull off the lip syncing? Because uh, I mean, she lip uh, syncs the song. So it would either be yeah. like, don't do it at all, or we try it. Maybe that's where they got confused. Or I think the more likely option, Vince McMahon has no clue who either Scarlet or <laughs> Karrion Cross is. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they got a decent response from the crowd. Uh, he. Sure loves, uh, <laughs> he. Yeah, sorry, he. Uh, or they. I don't know what he identifies That's a good as. point. They did. <laughs> uh, anyways, he's taking on Jeff Hardy. And uh, Hardy, he's been wanting this for a long time. They, they switched his music back to the writing on the walls version of his theme, which is the one he prefers. Yeah, that was a track that I, had, I recognized, but certainly I don't know it as much as, much as the other one. Yeah, the other one he used a lot longer. This one was like during his run on the top as world champ. That's cool. So I guess he he likes it for that. But anyways, this was many years ago. And Cross, he's the new upcoming star, right? So he's going to make short work of Jeff Hardy. Hits a bunch of suplexes. uh, But then Hardy counters with a twist of fate out of nowhere. Goes for the swanton bomb. Cross avoids it. He climbs up the top rope. But then Hardy catches him with a power bomb. Pins him. Puts his feet on the ropes, and he gets a three count. What a weird, what a weird thing. <laughs> I uh, I don't get it. Um, I mean, not only does Cross lose, the babyface cheats, and baby, the brand new. Yeah, babyface cheats. Champion yeah. shows up, like half of them. Uh, yeah. It was very, very bizarre, almost maybe to... I mean, the crowd pop. The crowd was into both of the performers. Um, 
I mean, it's Jeff Hardy's been doing nothing. It's like, why does he need to win this? Unless I don't Je- even like Cross. Unless, and I don't unless think so Jeff Hardy's going to NXT uh, to feud with Karrion Cross down there because there's absolutely no reason Karrion Cross is like does Vince Vince has to know what's going on. He brought Cross in. He's been doing all those dark matches like we were talking about. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't understand this this decision. Cross afterwards, he's interviewed and just says Hardy made the biggest mistake of his life. In the end, everyone will fall and pray. So what I think, I think this is just going to be a little feud and Cross is going to beat him next week or the week after on Raw. Um, that is entirely possible, you know? I mean, um, Karen Cross has not lost in NXT, at least not in a singles competition. Uh, there was a dark match from like two weeks ago where Drew Gulak beat him, of all people. He beat him? Yeah. I kid what? you not. That's so weird. Uh, that's weird. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, <laughs> uh, not for main event. So that's for like dark tapings, not main event. Main event, he yeah. still won. He's like 2-0 and or whatever. Yeah. Um, very, be- very bizarre. Very bizarre. So we'll see where that goes. I mean, yeah, he's been so protected in NXT. But anyways, we'll see. Uh, there's a quick Alexis Playground with... Eva Marie and Dewdrop, and they're just still doing their thing. And Eva gets tripped by an invisible force intended to be Lily. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, but the main event, we were promised this Raw Women's title match. Charlotte Flair defending against Rhea Ripley. And, uh, you know, normally we complain about rematches, but that match on Sunday was so hot that I think we're all on board for one more. Uh but, you know, Charlotte's going in with a bit of an advantage. Ripley's knee still fucked up, so she's targeting that. Uh, yeah, kind of throughout the match. Ripley manages to steal Charlotte's move at one point. She locks in the figure four. And soon after, she hits the riptide. Uh, but Charlotte gets a foot on the rope at the last moment to keep it from being a three count. So this match, you know, it ends up being too close for Charlotte's liking. She just decides to grab her belt. And walk out. So Rhea runs after her, but Charlotte turns around and just hits Ripley in the face with the belt, causing the DQ and, uh, yeah, ruining the match. So she loses, but she still keeps her belt. Uh, but Ripley's not happy, so she just attacks her after, hits a riptide onto the floor. And just when you think it's over, Nikki Ash music hits. She comes running down. She got the briefcase in her hand, she gives it to the ref. There's no prolonged bullshit. She just hands it over. She's cashing in. Uh, As Charlotte kind of comes to her feet, Nikki climbs up the turnbuckle, hits the big diving crossbody, and pins Charlotte Flair to become the Raw Women's Champion, her first ever singles title. Her first ever singles title in what was the fastest cash-in transaction I have ever seen, yeah, Mike. Ref, you know it bums me ref. out when the ref's like, are you sure you want to catch like, Wait a minute. And then the Miz is like, yes, I do. And the ref is like, okay, if you're sure. <laughs> he turns around to the timekeeper, whoever the fuck's Greg Hamilton standing back there. It's like, okay, so... Seth Rollins <laughs> wants to cash in the briefcase. And then Greg Hamilton says, are you sure? And then the ref's like, <laughs> let me uh-huh. double check. <laughs> let me double check. Hey, Seth, do you really want to cash it? Okay. He said he wants to cash. Like, it's it's a 17-second it's a thing. 
This happened. Yeah. Bing, bang, boom. This Clear- was nice. Clearly, we're running out of television time. And just like that, Nikki Ash is your brand new Raw Women's Champion. Uh, incredible. Just fucking incredible. This, yeah. She literally is a superhero-like climb up the ranks honestly, to become champion. Honestly. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Uh, yeah. Big moment for her. No, much earlier. I mean, not unexpected, but I'm very happy. Um uh, this woman's money in the bank briefcase has been cashed in only once has it lasted more than 24 hours. And that was Carmella who had it for like 287 days. Yeah, the very first one. <laughs> so it's either Every you other. cash it in right away, you're given the belt, or you wait like nine and a half months. There's no in between. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's a big moment. Nikki closes the show with a celebration of her title. So, I mean, hey. Super happy for her, and she's obviously got some support in the back, so let's keep this run going. Congratulations, Nikki, Ash, and um, God, what a three, honestly, all three of these shows were kind of bing, bang, boom. Uh, The crowds are back, everybody was on points, and uh, it's just great to see again. Yeah, that's the one thing, though, that makes me think maybe Becky won't come to Raw, because Becky, Nikki is a bit of a weird matchup. I, I, they're both big baby faces. Exactly. We're two big baby faces, and we had the play with Nikki thing, which was a lot of fun. Uh, but, you know, the, who knows what will happen down the road. Um, but that was the first half of our show. Mike, let's take a break. Yeah, take a break. We The action doesn't stop. The action doesn't stop. Of course, we have the rest of NXT and Fighter Fest Night 2, so uh, stick around. Oh, yeah, we'll be back. Let's shoot. Yeah, let's shoot. Yeah, let's shoot. Back here, part two of the Shoot uh, Brothers, episode 140, because much like the uh, the professional wrestling world, this podcast just keeps going on. No end in sight. We could be the longest, or hoping to become the longest episodic <laughs> wrestling podcast wrestling podcast who knows ever all we gotta do is just keep with it right presumably everybody else yeah. will stop before we do um i mean we uh, we still have had less episodes than a season of baseball regular season of <laughs> yeah baseball. we're we're almost we're almost hitting the end of our baseball season i uh, hear about <laughs> my god man yeah we still need another half a year of shows before we'll be uh we'll, we'll be up there but that's okay um, cause let's move on. Uh, unfortunately we're kind of moving on, you know, we just had such great experiences with a full, full live crowd. And, uh, now we got to go take a step back a little bit. Um, because although the crowd is expanding every week, uh, we still have a lot of, uh, you know, it's still a lot of, uh, kind of contained environment here on NXT. NXT. Ba-dum. What does it mean? Ba-dum. I don't know, but ba-dum, it's ba-dum, good ba-dum, wrestling. Ba-dum, ba-dum, ba-dum. So NXT. Ba-dum. Watch and see. Got to tap out a count out of one, two, three. Uh, you know, we're changing. You know, uh, people. We're kind of changing week to week now. So it sort of seems like people are leaving NXT to head to both Raw and SmackDown, leaving sort of these small gaps uh, all over the place. Uh, but we're here at the Capitol Wrestling Center. Yeah, I mean, um, we have had a couple people come. I mean, Mandy Rose made her return to NXT and. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the past, we saw Finn Balor, so maybe we'll just see more open exchanges. Uh, and there's certainly people that can use kind of a, a recharge down here on NXT. Yeah. Uh, I mean, one of the people, he got fired and he got brought back, uh, Mr. Samoa Joe. He comes out to start the show, and he's not in a good mood. He just immediately calls out Karrion Cross, 
But William Regal storms down to the ring, just says, Don't! You cannot be calling out superstars. That's not your position. But Joe just says, Ah, actually, I can. The agreement was if I was provoked, and you can consider me provoked. But Regal goes, No, no, last week you were Samoa Joe the referee, not Joe the NXT management. So Joe just says, You got no control over Cross. Did you even know about his little field trip to Raw? And Regal just tells him, when Cross gets here, all hell will not break loose, and you will resolve this peacefully. And Joe says he guarantees it'll end tonight, but not peacefully. Samoa Joe making an immediate impact coming here to NXT. <laughs> immediate impacts. Yeah, um, excellent promo. He's such a great talker, too. Oh, of course, one of the best. Yeah, when he gets fired up. Uh, we get a short backstage promo from Zia Lee because she's challenging Raquel Gonzalez for the title tonight. Which, once again, wait, that's way too fast for me. Yeah, didn't they as announce like it Zia last Lee. week or something? Or? or she just, like, stared her down last week and now we're already at the match. So, I don't know. But we'll get there in a bit. Uh, in the meantime, we got the Diamond Mine, Roddy Strong and Tyler Rust taking on Bobby Fish and Kushida. And, uh, yeah, just a nice little technical match here going back and forth until eventually Kushida gets rust in the hoverboard lock for the tap-out win. Just so Diamond like that. Man picking up some L's. Yeah. yeah, picking up an L right away, which is a bit of a bummer. Um, mm -hmm. I don't think – I think this might have been the first match that they were kind of like – or maybe the second match that they were kind of together there as a group. Yeah. So let's build, the them up, one build them up a bit more first. Uh, yeah, Bivens, the Bivens, their mouthpiece, Malcolm Bivens. He needs to hype these. They, they should rely on him, maybe hyping up the group a bit more because we're kind of one of those like personality-less quartets. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. uh, hopefully, Bivens, yeah, give these guys some flair. Woo! Uh, we get <laughs> we get footage of LA Knight, Cameron Grimes arriving at the Capitol Wrestling Center and. You know, Grimes in his butler outfit. He's getting his bags out of the car for him when Drake Maverick walks up and offers to help. But L.A. Knight's like, no, no, just insults him and challenges him to a match. Of all people. Yeah. Drake Maverick. Drake. Forgot about Drake Maverick. <laughs> yeah. Another man who was fired and brought back. Yeah. Uh, I can't think of the last time he was on uh, April, I mean, maybe April or May. Was when yeah, him, and, him, and him and Killian Dane were together. Yeah, and they released Dane, and he hasn't really been seen since. Oh, well. But he's still got a job. So. Amen. Uh, we do get the announcement that our next takeover is happening August 22nd. Uh, takeover 36. Okay. It's weird. Uh, they've only had, like, two takeovers named after numbers. Oh, 30? <laughs> they just throw... And 36. 30 and 36. <laughs> like, uh, 36. Where'd that come from? Well, yeah, uh, now that... I mean, I guess it's probably a whole. You, you, you weird. You think they would put it on the SummerSlam weekend and then well, maybe it, go back it to is. that? They've they flipped them this year because SummerSlam's on a Saturday, so this takeover is taking place on the Sunday. Oh, it's the following night. Yeah, the following. Oh, okay. Night. Do you think so it'll just, be? Think fun. it'll be in the same arena? Um. Or do you think they'll be live from maybe. the Capitol Wrestling Center? You would think that. Uh, I think. Yeah, I would think an arena. I would I, hope. I would but think I guess they they're didn't really back say. on the road. They did not spe specify. No, I would think they're going back out on the road, though. We'll see. I don't know. It's hard to. Yeah, I don't know. I hope. Because, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I'm sure I'm, that's Samoa Joe carrying cross. That should be the main event of that show. You would think. I would hope. 
<laughs> we say that a lot. Uh, but up next, we got Frankie Monet and Presley. I haven't seen you in weeks now. I miss you. But Frankie's here to take on newcomer JC Jane. Uh, I guess, yeah, one of our developmental stars here. Mm-hmm. And Frankie Monet has got Jessica Maya at ringside. So, uh, yeah, Robert Stone comes out later to try to talk to her. And I think Mandy Rose comes out at some point. But anyways, back in the ring, JC gets a couple moves in, but Frankie takes over, hits her with the glam slam, which I think they called something else, like the implant buster, to get the win. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, but, but it was uh, pretty much just a glam slam. It's the glam slam. Uh, Frankie, you know, I like her character work. We haven't really gotten to see too much in the ring from her, even no. here, pretty short. But uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe squ- this, this- another squash match continues, you know, and yeah. But, uh, you know, if she wants to be the new ringleader of these other girls, could lead to something. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Uh, then we get Kyle O'Reilly taking on Austin Theory. And uh, pretty split crowd here, 50-50. They, they, you know, Austin Theory getting a lot of support. Yeah, he has that almost like Sammy Guevara type look where you're like, ah, you are a baby face. Yeah, you're a little you're flashy. He's in the way. Uh, He's in a kind of a heel-ish stable. Twi- yeah. uh, maybe like a tweener stable, but uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but no, I thought they'd be cheering more Kyle, but uh, yeah, it was definitely split here. But Good match. Theory tries to use a steel steps, but Kyle stops him. And then O'Reilly just snaps like we've never seen him before and just beats the shit out of Theory, hits him with the big diving knee onto Theory's leg and locks him in a knee bar to get the submission win. Yeah, and a submission man. in a in a in a good in a good match. This I think was like the longest match, or at least it felt like the longest match of the night. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been great. Uh, then we are promised a mariachi musical, uh, hosted by Legado del Fantasma. But before the instruments can even get played, Escobar sends the mariachi band to the back. And the crowd's actually disappointed by this. They boo. They wanted <laughs> to see the mariachi. Uh, but instead, Escobar just insults the crowd and Hit Row come out to interrupt. They all just kind of take their turns cutting promos. And eventually, they get in the ring. A big brawl erupts. Escobar picks up one of the guitars left behind. He goes to smash it over Swerve. But luckily, B-Fab catches it from behind. Hands the guitar to Swerve. And he smashes it over uh, Joaquin Wilde, I think. One of Legato. Yeah, one one of the other two. Who's the one never, that's not Escobar. Who's never, yeah. <laughs> the way hell, I mean, it's that guy and the other two. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but yeah, looks like we're getting a little gang war here. A little, little, little gang violence here, you know, both <laughs> teams, which I guess are both heel teams, but the uh, I think the crowd is definitely more behind uh, Hit Row. I think they've got a little more heat behind them. Yeah, they've got a good thing going here, but uh, maybe it'll just lead to... Swerve defending the title against Escobar. Yeah, which... we're we're kind of in that little that little crappy thing where both titles are being. Oh no, Kushida has the title. My bad. My bad. Yeah. Um. But, but yeah, this is great. Yeah, it'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Uh. But we continue this NXT breakout tournament with another first round matchup. We got Andre Chase taking on Odyssey Jones, who I feel like I've seen his name mentioned once or twice before, but. Uh, either way, he if you don't know who he is, he definitely stands out. He's a big man, much bigger than this Andre, which, yeah, 
Andre the Little Man, not the giant, this guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, he tries a big dive to the floor at one point, and Jones catches him, but he kind of like awkwardly falls a bit on his head. But uh, Jones was flying around pretty quick for a big man. He hits a big sidewalk slam into like a rock bottom type move, and that gives Odyssey Jones the win. Okay. Okay, yeah, yeah. these are, uh, yeah, just give these guys time. I mean, the match was okay. But yeah. yeah, bring you know, I mean, it's not that big of a deal to bring a couple guys up and just let them kind of go at it for a little bit. Exactly. Then in a year from now, I'll be like, hey, I remember when Odyssey Jones debuted. Exactly. So- nobody, <laughs> nobody loses. Everybody wins. Yeah. So we'll continue that tournament next week. Mm-hmm. But for now, we got L.A. Knight taking on Drake Maverick with Butler Grimes at the ringside there. And throughout the match, Knight just keeps going over and yelling at him. He wants him to hold up that million title, million dollar title above his head the whole match. Uh, but when he's busy yelling at him, Maverick drop kicks him from behind, and his head smashes right off the title. And then Drake rolls him up, gets a three count. He can't believe it. <laughs> Grimes is like, "Oh man, you better get out of here. He doesn't like this." Uh, but yeah, Knight just gets up, beats the shit out of Drake. Until Grimes comes in and throws him off. Pushes him to the ground. So Knight yells at him and then he forces Grimes to punch Drake in the face before he can leave. Definitely, yeah. This story still has the best character work, I think, here on NXT right now. Uh, It's fun. It's probably one of the best stories we kind of have going on this. It's getting weekly television time. not, Not flowing in and out or something like that. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, I'm guessing they can prolong this till TakeOver and have that title rematch where hopefully Grimes finally gets the big win. Hopefully Grimes. I mean, hell, yeah. We need that big crowd pop because I think uh, (laughs) the fans really seem to like him. Yeah. We love Grimes. And the million-dollar title, you know, I I hope it sticks around a bit, not just be a one-and-done type thing. Yeah, why the hell not? Well, Grimes is going to want to wear that thing proudly. Yeah. (laughs) Hopefully. Uh, But then we go to the main event of the evening. Raquel Gonzalez defending the NXT Women's Championship against Xia Lee uh, in the biggest match of her career. Definitely. Um, you know, I've loved this this whole Tian Shaw ride we've been on the last few months developing. But as I said earlier, this feels too soon. Too soon for her to be uh, mm-hmm. both challenging and probably losing this match. But uh, anyways, still the wrestling was good. Hard hitting. Lots of stiff strikes. Even with the size difference here between Zaya, she's still got those devastating kicks. And, uh, yeah, she targets Raquel's leg, smashes it off the ring post, off the stairs. But Raquel fights back. She hits the uh, this cool, it was like a twisting Vader bomb. Uh, Lee kicks out at two, but she appears to be in some real pain here as uh, the slow motion replay shows Raquel just landing hard on, like, the side of her ribs and we kind of slow the match down for a second here as the ref checks on her. Raquel backs up. The medical staff comes out. They're checking on Zaya. Uh, but she's tough. She's badass. She continues the match, but they just jump right to the finish as Zaya stands up. Raquel hits her with the uh, one-arm power bomb to get the win, retain her title. Yeah, I think, yeah, that really, that uh, that bad bump, you know, really had the match stopped right there. I think this was also the first time that Raquel Gonzalez has actually uh, had a challenger who is less experienced than she is. 
Um, you know, yeah. we've had, you know, Raquel Gonzalez, I, I, um, you know, has been in great matches with some of the best women in the company. Um, and then Xylee, you know, someone who's as, if not a slightly less experienced than herself. Um, you know, the first time a situation where it's like, oh, like we, we both have to carry this match or, you know, not kind of rely on somebody else. Mm-hmm. So hopefully this, uh, Xylee injury was only a scare. Yeah. Yeah, it sucks uh, for Zaya. But uh, these two have a good match in them down the road. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure. I mean, obviously the finish would have been the same either way. We just had that bit of an awkward bump there. But mm-hmm. yeah, hopefully Zaya's fine. She can come back, continue her uh, her Tian Shaw stuff. Exactly. Although she's one of the people that have also been having some dark matches up on Raw SmackDown. I've heard. Oh, okay. Zaya Lee. Yeah, hmm. so who knows? Maybe Tian Shaw's coming up. But I think there's still a lot more to uncover for Xylee. Yeah, room to grow. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but that's not quite the end of the show. Is right after. I mean, throughout the show, they were cutting back to Samoa Joe. He was pacing in the parking lot, waiting for Cross to arrive. He even attacked some poor bald-headed man that looked kind of like Cross. <laughs> uh, but he's done waiting. He comes out to the ring. He's pissed off. Uh, cuts a promo. Karrion Cross then appears on the video screen. He cuts a promo and he reveals that he's got William Regal with him. And he's knocked out unconscious in the parking lot. So Samoa Joe just goes running off to the back as Cross escapes in his Corvette. And that's the end. Regal's out. Joe's pissed. The match is all but official at this point. Yeah, Karen Cross versus Samoa Joe is all, um, is all but all but signed T's and crossed eyes and dotted, <laughs> dotted the silver line. Um, yeah. uh, it's gonna be great. Two, I mean, you know, it it can be a straight up match. It can be a submission match. You know, both of these two guys usually win their matches with either that cross jacket or the Karafuda clutch. Um, it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, and now Regal's got reason to book it because he's been attacked. He's he's it's been it's been made personal now. So and it kind of just paves the way for Carrying Cross's eventual main roster debut. Yeah, drop the title to Joe. Everyone would be crazy because we all thought, hey, this man might never wrestle again. Exactly. Be Suddenly champ. NXT becomes like the land of second chances, just like the other show. Of course, it happens on Wednesday nights. Uh, we are talking about All Elite Wrestling. AEW. All Elite. They coming for you, Vince. Better watch out. It's too sweet. AEW Dynamite. Uh, Fighter before Fest. we even jump. Night 2. Fighter Fest Night 2. But before we even start that, should we address some of the hot rumors? Lay it on me, dirty boy. <laughs> well, uh, yesterday there was like double dose of hot rumors. Uh, did you hear both of these hot rumors? I'd love to hear them coming out of your lips. Okay. Well, first of all, there's a uh, word that CM Punk is in some serious discussions for making a return. And uh, I think All Elite Wrestling is that destination. It sort of seems like it would be the only destination for a guy like the Chick Magnet, uh, who's 43. Um, you know, tumultuous relationship with Vince at best. On a good day, it's tumultuous. Yeah. But either way, has not had a wrestling match in seven years. So, However, though, I mean, uh, I don't know if you heard about this. CM Punk's second UFC fight, the result was recently overturned. 
Oh no! Did you yeah, see this? No did you hear contest. About this? No, to a no contest. So he changed that zero and two to an zero one and one. <laughs> yeah. So um, a little bit more respectable. But, a little bit uh, more. Hey, but I mean, on better than I could do on a good day. So uh, maybe unless someone twists their ankle and falls down. Yeah. Uh, but that wasn't it. Because just a couple hours after that news comes out, then there's another hot rumor. Maybe even hotter. I'd say uh, that one Brian Danielson, Daniel Brian, Mr. Brie Bella himself is signed a contract with AEW. And, uh, yeah, there's some some clauses in there that also allows him to go over and compete in Japan because I'm sure he's got a lot of dream matchups he wants to do over there. Uh, but either way, Daniel Bryan, all elite. That is insane. That, that is huge. That'd yeah, be the biggest. Especially if those two come out at, like, the same time. Imagine that. When, whenever that is, and you know, uh, we haven't seen Daniel Bryan in a long time. His contract's up. There's, uh, he is. Uh, they're not making uh, future merchandising plans regarding Daniel Bryan within the WWE. Yeah. Uh, this could be big. This could be big. But it's you know, and you you hear the reports. Who knows what the hell they mean? But you hear the reports, and it's pretty much for all the reasons I think why people like AEW. It's like an, uh, an easier schedule, more flexibility. And more and more time to work on your character, almost like this, like a, a like a mutual WCW thing, right? Isn't that what Hulk loved so much? He's like, I get to work like ninety <laughs> days a year and make and, and kind of do whatever the fuck I want. It's almost like that, but everybody's working together. <laughs> Is yeah. that exact? Or at least that's the way that I feel like the interpretation comes out. But yeah, the the American Dragon wants to go back to New Japan. Uh, yeah, I think, is. and you know, as soon as he's on that market, I mean, it was, what, the Tony Khan promo a bunch of weeks back when he said he's the only Khan who's talking with <laughs> New Japan, um, and, you know, we, we keep seeing this IWGP US title here on AEW, we see some of those stars over on Impact, um, it just seems like the, it seems, yeah, it seems like this is the place to go if you want to do stuff in your career. Yeah, and I think that could... Move the needle, you know that could bring in some. I fans mean, the two, could... the two of those, the combination of the two, yes, yeah, that, that would, would that almost could bump the rating up a couple hundred thousand, almost nail permanently, almost nail in the coffin. Um, when I uh, when I heard this, um, what I was uh, exciting for was the um, eventual matchup uh between uh Daniel or sorry Bri Brian Danielson that's the word I'm looking for <laughs> Brian Danielson uh and none other than Zack Saber Jr. Oh. Okay, so I don't know if you know about this, right? Because of course the award for best technical wrestler was renamed to be the Brian Danielson Award after he won the award between the years 2005 and 2013, eight years straight. <laughs> But who is the next guy to claim that championship after Brian Danielson? It was none other than Zack Sabre Jr., who has won every single year since 2014. Damn. These are two of the best technical wrestlers on the planet, both hoping to maybe get a match at uh, at the Tokyo Dome. Uh, yeah. No, they'll... If they want it, it'll happen. 
if they do it right, that'll be the way it goes down. Um, yeah, can't wait for all those things. Of course, uh, All Out is in Chicago, and also the night or the the dynamite before All Out is also in Chicago. I think that you know if that's the double whammy, you know, have one of these guys show up on the dynamite before that would be huge. You don't always need to show up on the pay per view, baby. Don't always, but yeah, Chicago, CM Punk, that's that's can't miss. Yeah, that can, that's can't miss. Uh, but we still will have a little while until that. We'll keep our ears and keep watching <laughs> AEW because it could happen at any time now, maybe. Um, maybe. Let's get into the actual episode of Dynamite, though. We have Fighter Fest Night 2. Of course, we'd been advertised this AEW Women's Championship match. Nyla Rose taking on Britt Baker. Um, they were tell they told us last week that we actually have a Texas death match. John Moxley's putting that IWGP US title on the line again versus Lance Archer. And we actually kick off the show with uh, match one of the labors of Jericho. Of course, MJF is making uh, Jericho have five matches before he's willing to uh, take him on. Um, and the very first one of those will be a chairs match with Sean Spears. However, I think only Sean Spears is allowed to use the chair. That's right. Uh, and he uses that to his advantage whenever he can. Just working over. Jericho still got that injured arm. From that blood and guts match that we just smashing that with a chair. And, uh, later on, Tully tries to interfere. So Sammy Guevara comes out to stop him. Spears hits Jericho with the C4. But Jer Chris kicks out at two. And Excalibur says that's the first man to ever kick out of the C4. So wow. there's some. Uh, so Spears grabs the chair. Uh, he goes to do a C4 with the chair on top. But Jericho escapes that. He... Uh, Throws Spear, throw yeah. There was like a chair set up in the corner of the ring. He throws Spears into that, then hits the Judas effect to get the win. So he's completed the first labor, labor. But then after MGF comes out and just tells him that uh, next week, if anyone in the inner circle comes out to interfere in any of the labors going forward, then the deal is off. And labor number two will be a no DQ match against Nick Gage, who makes his surprise here. Uh, He's a deathmatch specialist, if you don't know Nick Gage. Cage, Page, and Gage. Yeah, Baby, come to AEW. Nick Gage is somebody I only know in, like, infamy. Yes, pretty much me too. Just, like, clips in infamy. I think he's got a Dark Side of the Ring episode. He's got a Dark Side of the Ring episode. He spent some time in prison. He's back. I think he, the professional wrestling world loves him, though, and he loves professional wrestling. Uh, yeah, this was a lot of fun. A name that you know, but I've never seen on that big stage. And hell, look what happened to Eddie Kingston when he got literally just one opportunity on the big stage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he became one of the most over guys uh, in the fucking company, right? And yeah. uh, this was fantastic. I think, I hope maybe in the future they don't announce, or MJ doesn't announce the next week's labor that week. Maybe announces, like, just uh, comes out, labor number two. No DQ match, yeah, and you're against uh, Nick K. Nick Gage. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's tough because at this, you know, you want to hype it up, but you also like to having the surprise. So yeah, I'm know. sure you know, and they're and they're they're all smarter than I am. But yeah, it would be nice for the surprise to be day of, maybe at least for one of them, if this yeah. is some kind of plan that they have going on. Uh, but yeah, I, I, a, certainly a newsworthy start to the show. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, then our first match of the night, 
No, our second match of the night. Uh, <laughs> Doc Gallows takes on Frankie Kazarian. But, uh, yeah, really nothing too crazy here. Carl Anderson's on the outside trying to get involved. and uh, Gallows hits a sit-out choke bomb to get the win. And then afterwards, they beat up Kazarian some more as Kenny Omega, Don Callis come out, start cutting a promo. But then Hangman Page comes out. He gets in the ring, tries to fight them four-on-one until the Dark Order come out, back them up, and they end up getting the upper hand over the elite there. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, crowd energy super low for this one. Maybe because, you know, the, the, it was a hot angle to kick off the show. Or maybe just we're not invested uh, in this, you know. Um, Frankie Kazarian, though, was ha- he had a lot of momentum at, as that, you know, avenging elite hunter. And sure, there was a yeah. distraction in there, but I guess it pretty much turns into a, uh, you know, kind of just one, one of those television matches that just kind of flows by. Um, especially with, like, the my least favorite of the Good Brothers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Doc Gallows, like, who hasn't had a singles, uh, who hasn't had a singles wrestling match in months. <laughs> um, and yeah. it was his first singles match on AEW, so. Yeah. But they won those tag titles back, I see, didn't they? I did hear about that, too. They yeah, they won that off back from, uh, whoever, I think it was, uh, I don't know. No way Jose oh. was there. <laughs> yeah, I just saw them wearing the belts. Uh, then we get Wheeler Utah taking on Darby Allen, who's got his ribs all taped up as a result from that coffin match last week. Well, he went right, he went right uh, through the goddamn thing. But yeah, you know, they, yeah, yeah, that's, so that tape might have been legit. <laughs> but uh, they're having a decent little match when on the outside of the ring, Sting and Orange Cassidy have a big stare down. Cassidy does his whole hands and pockets taunt. But then Sting goes over. It gives him the weak leg kick. Weak? So Orange- You use the word weak <laughs> for a devastating maneuver such as that. No, spell W-E-E-K. Because it hurts your leg. Your, wiggle, your leg will hurt for a week after. <laughs> the weak kick. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> he does the kick. Orange Cassidy does the kick. They go back and forth. And then they both charge up and do the double super kick at the same time. Much to the crowd's enjoyment. Uh, enjoy- enjoyment is a fucking understatement. You could hear <laughs> between, of course, you always give the O's when that super kick lands. You could hear yeah. a pin drop in the moments between it. Yeah. It was it, final, it, it was oh. almost a unanimous oh, and then... Oh, it it was, it was one of those like incredible unanimous over the past week. We've just had these incredible crowd reactions. Everybody loves being there. Give it fucking five stars. Give that interaction five stars, Dave. (laughs) It was great. Sting showing a a lighter side of himself, bit of comedy. Yeah. Uh, And he did it perfect. Did it perfect. So (laughs) anyways, back in the ring, Darby Allen hits the coffin drop, gets the win. Uh, And then afterwards, the blade runs out and cheap shots. Orange Cassidy with the brass knuckles. So they'll fight later. Because they're, yeah, because they're getting a little bit of a match later. Um, yeah, but yeah, that was fantastic. Wheeler Yuta has been making a great impact there on Dark. Uh, is he winning? Or is he's he winning. Oh, yeah, he's getting some dubs. He's getting some dubs. <laughs> okay. uh, so who knows? Maybe, you know, we've seen him on that show. He may have earned himself a little contract here, uh, you know, in, in um, over here on AEW. Yeah, we don't really know anything about him. He just started showing up with the best friends and Cassidy. He's there. But stables, I mean, yeah, baby. There. It's all about stables. <laughs> yeah. 
power in numbers. Yeah. Well, he's uh, well, he's part of the trade over from New Japan. Is he? Yeah, yeah. He's okay. been working a lot of those New Japan Strong shows, right? The show which tapes here in the United States. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's go to the AEW Women's World Title match. Dr. Britt Baker in her first ever defense taking on Nyla Rose. Uh, lots of DMD chants here. Everyone loves Britt Baker. DMD. But Nyla, she's still got that strength advantage. So, uh, you know, at some points, Rebel on the outside. She lends a hand whenever she can. But uh, at one point in the match, there was kind of like this awkward pin count where the ref like goes down, but he didn't start counting, and the crowd thought it was a three, and they start booing, but it wasn't. But it was actually uh, it was a, a two. Bit. Yeah, almost yeah. like the ref kind of slid down, and everyone counted that. It's as like he one. drops his knee, and when his knee hits the mat, it makes. And a everyone sound, was and like one. Like one. <laughs> it's like no, no. But anyways, Nyla hits a big Death Valley driver, and then she hits that diving knee drop to the head she likes to do. Big near fall, but Britt fights back. He, she hits her with two vicious curb stomps, but Nyla kicks out of that. So Reba distracts the ref. Baker grabs the title. She throws it at Nyla and then drops to the ground, hoping to draw the cheap DQ. But then Vicky grabs the ref by the leg so he can't turn, and Nyla tosses the belt back to Britt. And then Nyla falls down. Britt catches the belt. The ref turns around. All this shenanigans, but Baker's just like, no, 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 I didn't use it. Uh, but off the distraction, Nyla picks her up, hits the beast bomb for a huge two count near fall. Crowd popped big for that kick out. Uh, so Nyla picks her up, goes for another beast bomb, but Baker's able to reverse it into the lockjaw. Nyla taps out. Baker retains her title in a pretty good match here, pretty competitive. Yeah, in a, in a pretty match. good in a pretty good match, right? I think Baker and uh, Nyla Rose are you know they're 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 two of the women at the top of this division. Yeah, um, Nyla Rose, I think you know she's this was probably one of my favorite matches of her. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, that was great. Wasn't the main event, but could have been. Yeah, could have been the main event. Uh, it wasn't though. Um, yeah, I'd love to see a new challenger pop up for Bit Baker sooner rather than later. Although there is about a month and a bit until uh, whatever it's called, All Out, is the end of August. So a month and a little bit, but it would be great to see maybe, you know, just a competitor just show up and just see this belt on television a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, we need we need some legit challengers to step up. Yeah. Uh, Tony Schiavone's in the ring. To interview Andrade El Idolo. And Andrade says he's got a surprise for everyone. As he introduces us to his new executive consultant. The one and only Chavo Guerrero. Who got a pretty nice pop from the crowd. He really did. Uh, yeah. Comes out. Cuts a big promo. Putting over AEW and Andrade. But then they get interrupted by a death triangle. Complete with the returning Ray Phoenix. Uh, nice to see him back. And then Pentagon's translator was kind of just awkwardly there. Alex Marvez? Yeah, Alex Marvez. Because <laughs> it's not a triangle when he's there. Yeah, you know? it's a square. And like they never, no one talked to him directly. No. Uh, anyways, Pac does most of the talking, but the other guys jump in. They speak some Spanish, I think. And, uh, yeah, so I guess they're going to feud. Yeah, well, certainly Chavo Guerrero, uh, Guerrero was definitely, yeah, Andrade needs a mouthpiece, you know, maybe a little bit better than Vicky. 
Uh, so it's yeah. nice to have him out there, you know, with part of, you know, the wealth of knowledge of the wrestling business that he has within him. And God, whether this means Ray Phoenix and Penta, they can be whatever they want. And I think we just want to watch them wrestle. So whether or not... You know, uh, Andrade has to go through e each of these members. Whether or not he's able to rip the, uh, the Lucha Bros away from Eddie Kingston. Um, either way, just the thought of those three in a ring. Whoa. Yeah, we'll get some good wrestling out of it. Definitely will be. <laughs> Definitely will be. Then we get Orange Cassidy taking on the Blade. And Cassidy, just not in a happy mood. He starts off with no nonsense, just a bunch of strikes. Uh, they fight their way up to the top rope, and Blade hits a wicked gut-wrench powerbomb, dropping Cassidy right onto the turnbuckle, falling to the floor. Crazy bump there. Mm -hmm. uh, later on, the bunny gets in the ref's face, so Chris Statler comes, comes out. Uh, but then the bunny shoves Statlander into Blade, just as Orange Cassidy was hitting a suicide dive. So Orange, he crashes hard into Statlander. Uh, but we got to even the things out. So Cassidy pushes the blade into the bunny. So she's knocked down. So lots of violence against women here. Uh, but back in the ring, Blade hits this corkscrew tombstone pile driver. But Cassidy kicks out of that. Blade pulls out the brass knuckles. Orange Cassidy avoids it. Hits him with the orange punch to get the win. And then for good measure, he picks up the brass knuckles after. Hits him with a super orange punch. Super orange punch. And that was it. Gets the win. No, it, it gets the win. I mean, God, Orange Cassidy is so over. It's literally just like, okay, who, like, this match, he'll get <laughs> cheered. This match, just put him in the ring with any heel. And, uh, you know, he gets over. Yeah, that's the way she goes. Yeah. Uh, there was a quick interview backstage with Chris Jericho, where his back's turned to the camera, and then he turns around to reveal that, uh, next week he's bringing back the Pain Maker to take on Nick Gage. I mean, hey, it's his gimmick. He can do with it whatever he wants. Yeah, he just paints his eyes and wears a hat, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I expect to see both men bleed next week. Uh, they're gonna bleed. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, this will this be, be this probably I guess will probably end up being the main event. Uh you know? could be. Uh but our main event of this show is John Moxley defending that IWGP US title against Lance Archer in a Texas death match where the only way you can win is by submission or KO. Um and that KO includes a ten count. So uh, yeah, you know, just a big kind of slugfest early on. We get the kendo sticks. They fight into the crowd. At one point, Archer picks up a fan and tosses him out of the Moxley. Uh, I'm sure this was just some indie wrestler, but... Felt but yeah, it felt pretty cool the as idea. long as we don't recognize yeah. him. <laughs> yeah, the idea of it is just funny. But Then they pull back the mats on the floor to reveal the concrete underneath. Moxley hits Archer with a big paradigm shift onto the floor. And that gives Archer a chance to do the old cut on the forehead. Comes up, bleeding, flowing from his head. Uh, and then Moxley wants to make it worse. So he pulls out a dinner fork. And he just jabs Archer in the face with it repeatedly. Just boom, 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 boom. Quick. What is it? Shank. He shanked him in the head. <laughs> uh, 
And the crowd was just chanting, you sick fuck. Uh, you we get some chairs. Fuck. You sick we fuck. Get, <laughs> we get the trash cans. There was one part when Moxley's like holding the trash can lid and Archer just punches it into his face. And I think at that point, Moxley gets cut open as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, Then Archer sets up some chairs to the old chair table. Looks to hit the blackout on top of them. But then Moxley gets out of it by hitting a low blow, which gets a big amount of booze. Probably the most booed Moxley's ever been in AEW. Yeah, never heard. Uh, never heard. Of, I don't think we've ever heard of Moxley boo. Yeah. So that was a rare heelish move from him, even though it's legal technically. Yeah, but, technically. Uh, it was interesting. Interesting to see. But uh, he's the one that pays the price. He turns the chairs around so that the hard... You know, the edge of the chair is facing inward. But Archer then picks him up, choke slams him, breaking his back on those chairs. Wild bump there. Uh, but Moxley fights back, hits the King Kong lariat, followed by the paradigm shift. Yeah, leaves him laid out. The ref starts to count. But then Archer just springs back up right away. So Moxley stabs him once again with the fork, stabbing him in the head. And, uh, yeah, at this point, the crowd, I think, really went in Archer's favor. The booking had him kind of as the baby face. Almost. Started turning. Yeah. Um, and then Moxley pulls out the final weapon. The big barbed wire bar, or board, covered in barbed wire. He puts them on top of two tables, which are set up on the floor. And then both men fight onto the apron. But Archer picks up Moxley, choke slams him down through the barbed wire tables onto the floor. And Moxley's just so tangled up in the barbed wire, he can't get up. Answer the count of 10. So Archer is the new IWGP United States champion. Just like that, in his second reign, ending John Moxley's like 600-day reign. No, not that yeah. much. It was like 400. Well, he's had the... He's if, had, he, if he hadn't been stripped of it, he would have been a Yeah, he's had this thing for a long, long time. Yeah, uh, this was a great match, though. Archer... Like I said, really came across as the babyface there at the by the end of it after Moxley did that low blow, uh, and yeah, Moxley as great as a, you know, as much as we love him, he showed that he can get the crowds to boo him if need be, so that was fun. Yeah, you know what? We've had a, a babyface Moxley for so long. I don't know. You know, he's a hardened father now. Maybe it's time for him to, uh, <laughs> you know, maybe yeah. maybe it's time for him to have a, you know, a little bit of a heel turn. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, then at the very end, Archer celebrates with the belt. And uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name. I just wrote it. Hukuleo? Hukuleo? I think they said Hikuleo. Hikuleo comes out to do a little stare down. So I guess he wants a shot at that U.S. title. Which, hey, it's just fun. I like I like having it featured on TV. Or uh, they might just do that in Japan. Who knows? Of course. Of course. Well, um, that match is happening next week. Well, there you there go. There is a chance Lance Archer, you know, is just a, a temporary champion until the belt can return to a uh, a legitimate New Japan star. Who knows? We shall see. But, uh, yeah, fun little death match there. He is a member of the Bullet Club. Is he? Yeah. I can't even keep track of who's in the Bullet Club. I mean, anymore. I don't know who is, but I just clicked his name <laughs> and it came up. Oh, wait, up. he was wearing the shirt. He was wearing the shirt. He was wearing out. the shirt. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. And uh, um, I just and yeah. thought he was a fan. He's <laughs> like, a, you got big fan of the Bullet Club over here, guys. Yeah. Uh, and that was the episode of All Elite Wrestling, Fight for the Fallen, or sorry, 
Fighter Fest 2, Fight for the yeah. Fallen, will be next week, including <laughs> that massive Elite versus Dark Order match. If uh, if the Dark Order win, Survivor Series, yeah, Survivor Series style, yeah. If the Dark Order <laughs> win, both Adam Page and two of the Dark Order members will receive championship opportunities, both against Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. And then I don't know if there's a reverse stip, but I know that's the one that if they do, I win. think the stip is they can't challenge for the belts. So okay. I guess like maybe as long as they're the champs, they can't challenge. Yeah, them. one of those types yeah. of things. That makes sense. Yeah. Um. Who would be your two guys from Dark Order? That's I feel a like good, Preston Vance. Yeah, that's be. a good question. I like Preston Vance because I feel like John Silver and Alex Reynolds, they're just too, like, they're not going to win. <laughs> yeah. You know? And I feel like Silver's popularity has overpassed Reynolds that you could almost, I mean, maybe even Silver and Ten could go together. And I know, uh, I know John Silver's been hurt recently. Oh, maybe uh, like some kind of bicep injury. That's why we haven't seen him as much. Well, those biceps are so fucking big. That's why they're so big. There's so much muscle to pull. Um, yeah. Evil Uno, uh, probably best, you know, good Canadian kid. Love seeing him. Probably best as a talker. He uh, had a great, yeah. fantastic promo against Kenny Omega a couple weeks back. Yeah. Yeah, Preston Vance is definitely the standout, though, I think, for me. <laughs> yeah, he's, been, he's the one who gets the most individual opportunities. Oftentimes when we see... It's always still Stu Grayson and Evil Uno, or it's always Silver and Reynolds. And then Preston Vance, actually, he got some solo time in that Casino Battle Royal back in May. He gets some opportunity on Dark. He's been working some other yeah. promotions and other roles. I think I feel like he's the biggest. Maybe him and is five. Is that Alan Angels? That's Alan Angels, yeah. Maybe ten and five can team up, the number team. Another good Canadian kid, I, th I think. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think, well, yeah, I know the other two are. I know the other two are Canadian. Uh, Eva, uh, Stu Grayson and Eva Luno. I'm not sure about uh, <laughs> Angels. But that's it. There you have it. Um, that was the uh, that was all the wrestling week action gone. Such a big week that we had now that we're back to fans and uh, with that big pay-per-view. But no pay-per-view for a month, so we got a little bit of time to chill. Let's uh, end off our show. Let's finish off our show the only way that we know how, which is, of course, with uh, crowning a brand new uh, Wrestler of the Week. It's the Wrestler of the Week of the Week. Wrestler of the Week of the Week of the Week. Lay it on me, my man. What you got? Well, yeah, it was uh, that money in the bank. Had a lot of big moments. A lot of good stuff. Good wrestling. Good matches. Big moments. Uh, but I'll go with the biggest moment for the biggest wrestler, Mr. Big E, winning that money in the bank contract. Uh, yeah, he's one of those guys that I think we can... He's, he's one or two steps away from becoming the world champion that we think he can become. So, you know, so he's sitting over there on, um, what's it called? He's sitting over there on SmackDown. Do we think, uh, that he's the guy to come for, uh, to come for Roman at this point? Or will he look over to the other brand and maybe, uh, you know, work that out? Um, I think beating, beating Roman would be the bigger match. Mm -hmm. I mean, 
whoever beats Roman after his big title reign, you want it to be, you know, you don't want it to be like The Rock. You want it to be a new guy to come in. Yeah. And Big E's one of those guys. That's a huge WrestleMania-making moment. Um, so I think that would be the better option. But at the same time, you know, Bobby Lashley just beat up Kofi, beat up Xavier in the Hell in a Cell. So there's a bit of storyline there mm-hmm. between Big E and Bobby. But either way, I'd hold on to it for a while until WrestleMania season and then challenge Roman. Exactly, yeah. Can't wait if that's the decision where we go. Mania, God, which would put Roman's uh, Roman Reigns' reign at over a year. You know, uh, we're kind of approaching AJ Styles' uh, singular reign, or maybe even CM Punk at that rate, and uh, completely, completely deserved also. Yeah, I think Roman could be one of the first to break the 500-day mark since, like, the 80s. Yeah, it could happen. Could happen. Congratulations. Um, congratulations, Mr. Bigeth Eeth. Um, my <laughs> wrestler of the week, I'm sticking on the same show. This was a performance uh, where, like, you know, we had I, we had touched on earlier. It's one thing to have the crowd cheer for you. It's another thing to, um, you know, just put on a good match. It's one thing to, you know, wow the audience, but it's a completely other thing to completely change what the audience wants, captivate their intention. Um, and my rest of the week this week, I gotta give it to Charlotte Flair. She walked home with her fifth Raw Women's Championship coming out of Money in the Bank. Um, you know, she's won the most titles than any person ever has. Uh, so not only is that championship worth something, but there's a little side statistic that I would really like to point out for Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair, after being cashed in on with that Raw Women's Championship, Charlotte Flair now holds the, the shortest reigns for the Raw, SmackDown, Tag and NXT Women's Championships. I have all the info for you here. Of course, being cashed in on the next night on Monday Night Raw is, is a less than one day record. Yeah. I don't know if you can recall. Uh, she got cashed in on SmackDown, too, after she won the belt off of Bailey, I believe. And then it was um, I fucking what's her name? What's her name, Mike? Io Shirai? Ba- no, it was sorry. She beat <laughs> Becky, and it was Bailey who cashed in on her. Oh, my okay. mistake, my mistake. Um, she held the and she held the women's tag belt for a smallest record forty-two days, at least. <laughs> and uh, that NXT championship, um, she held for sixty-three days. Yeah. No, I saw something where. Her last four women's title reigns have had a combined total of, like, 19 days. All four title reigns combined. I'm fine with that. Fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's racking up the numbers. Fine with uh, that. One thing that they are, they are no longer... At one point, they were counting her two NXT women's titles, but now they're not counting them in the total reigns. Because you, yeah, you said 11 time a couple times, and I was thinking like, oh, I was thinking... I said thinking, that because they said that. Well, yeah, because that's exactly what they were saying, right? But if you were to combine um, those NXT women's championships, hell, if you were to combine the tag team championship, hey, if you were even to combine the Divas... <laughs> Championship. I think they did count the Divas. Uh, they did not. Charlotte Flair would be a 14-time champion. Yeah, but belts. 11's the number they're going with. I, I mean, Ric Flair. Ric Flair argues that he's like a 21-time champ, but and I'm sure, and I'm sure Charlotte would argue the exact same thing. <laughs> but 16 and 11, they're the magic numbers right now. 
Exactly. So Congratulations, both performers and everybody over the weekend, and Nikki Ash um, included. And that was all the time we have for this week's episode. You can rate, review, like, and subscribe. The podcast is everywhere, and it can only go up from here. We're going to be a great build to SummerSlam, the takeover the night before, and then like the following weekend or two weekends after that will be all out. It's going to be uh, it's going to be one hot of the rest of the summer. In the professional wrestling It's going to be a hot wrestling summer, as they say. Hot wrestling summer, as Chet Hanks would say. Thank you for listening, <laughs> folks. And, uh, Mike, you take care of yourself. Yes, have a good week. Enjoy.